Hello, hello, oh. and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast. I think I just heard your vinegar strokes. Where we talk about how we have a new logo, bitches. Wait, and did you put it up? Yeah, it's, it's out. And, and keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Old Gungaloo himself, Brad Polly. <laughs> Derps Poonaloo himself, Matthew Polly. What's up? And together we are the Inglorious Pastards. Um, yeah, so announcements. Uh, NCA things happening still. I, I'm 29th out of 30. Where am I at? Near dead last. 31st. So, yeah, you're, you're 69th. So. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um... Live event. We've when it's is that? Coming God, up, we're like like less than less two, than two weeks. weeks. Oh God! Yeah, there should be an email going out uh, sometime in the next few days to all ticket recipients. Yeah, with. don't forget your your vaccination mm-hmm. cards. It's on there. Uh, we're gonna ask you that you ask us questions. We're gonna ask and or topics or topics. If you just yeah. want to have a generalized topic, like hey, talk for ten minutes on blank. Whatever. Snowballs made of cum. Like <laughs> we'll talk about or it. something else. That's not that. Not? <laughs> hey, good protein in that, probably. Yeah. Breakfast of champions. It's what Frosty makes. <laughs> Snowballs made it come is yeah. my Man- Hallmark movie. Man yogurt bowl. <laughs> the, the drummer boy, whenever he was on there, was like, Stop it. Come, they told me, <laughs> come, 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 in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Well... Yeah, the live event's April 9th. Um, <laughs> Sarah says, Michael, the camera's over here. I was looking at Matt intently. I'm going to I'm gonna make faces at Matt all night so he can... Look you at can me. gently caress yourself. Oh, oh, don't ever do that again. Uh, um, April 9th, Bloomington, Indiana. Tickets are $10. You can still get them. Um, so an email will be going yeah, out to ticket recipients within the week. Um, yeah, door prizes. Um, I have no idea who's coming. I do. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know everybody. It'll be a surprise for me. Yeah. Don't tell me. It will. You what sure? time does this thing start? Uh, get, gates open. Doors open at 6.30. Are any of my enemies showing up? I don't think so. Starts yeah. at 7. All right. I'll be there about 6.55. No, you're not. You're going to be there. Give me time. You're going to gonna be there fucking 3 o'clock when we set up. So yeah, we got to see. You're going to fucking be there. Yeah, you're going to fucking be there. God damn we'll it. We'll see. Jerry's yeah. still out on that. No, we will. We have, we have a we number of uh, We have a number of, <laughs> uh, of events for people coming in town on Friday or meetups. I think there's roller skating. There's that is not fucking Car- Cardinal Spirits for those who don't I, like honestly, roller skating. And then honestly, there's dinner. I, I weighed the, I weighed the risk on that. And I was just like, I no. can't afford to be out of work, and I'll break my goddamn mm-hmm. like femur or something. There will be I'll, no pastors at the at the skating event. <laughs> no, we'll be at Cardinal Spirits getting yeah. hammered. Yes. Wait, is that what we decided on? Yeah. That? Okay. So uh, and then there's dinner. I think everybody's gonna go to dinner at Lenny's, um, home of Bloomington Brewing Company. So that's okay. good food. Too. Yeah, it is. Why aren't we going to... That's the that's one of the best that? fucking Reuben sandwiches mm-hmm. I've ever had. I guess if Lenny's is crowded, we could go to a Switchyard. Yeah. Well, There's a we million fucking that. places yeah. to eat in Bloomington. Go find something. Well, I just we mean, could go to Switchyard, actually. Yeah. I'll well, talk no, well, I guess that pizza. Yeah. I know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we're, yeah. we're going to be there. We're going to be ready to go. Yep. Um, all right. Come to what will most definitely be the last live event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely didn't make it to this one. You guys have worked so hard on it. Have you called about the food yet? Oh, shit, no. I'll do that. 
She said all she needs is like a couple days. I'll get. Listen, listen fuck you. All right. I have a lot on my plate, like trying to not kill myself every day. Can I? Can you cut me some fucking slack? You made it another day. Good job, buddy. Not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> if you're not watching this, what the fuck are you doing? What? It's margarita night, friends. Yeah. Uh, I passed a Mexican restaurant and they I had, had a margarita made in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, they were selling margarita samplers, and I'm like, why the fuck haven't we had margaritas on the podcast? So Brad made one, and I made one. Strawberry. I haven't had the strawberry. One. I made just a classic, like yeah. a real. Yeah. But the one with the strawberry jelly or whatever that shit is is actually pretty like, damn good. Yeah. Juice. I didn't even measure anything. It went pretty when heavy. When you talk on, about the conversation. I'm pretty sure I went pretty heavy on the tequila on this one. So. Probably. Ooh. That's good. Yeah. We need to talk Both about we need to talk about the Bufu brewery idea we had. Or that Brad had. The oh, million Bufus? dollar idea. Yeah. Does everybody know what a Bufu no, is? No, what do you a brewery? No, a booth. It's a, we're talking about boofing. Wait, the chick from uh, uh, Teen Wolf? You no, know, we're talking about. Was that her name? <laughs> yeah, Boof. You're you right. Buffy. That? It was Buffy. No, it was Boof. Was yeah. it? Listen to the fucking movie. I, I literally just watched this over the You're weekend. You're right. It was Boof. Boof? Boof. Well, Alvarez. we have our logo now, I guess. Uh, yeah, wait, Michael, I can't Ma- Michael you mentioned. about boofing. Michael mentioned boofing. I didn't boy, know what it was. Boy, this led to a conversation by the way, about. By the way, Teen Wolf doesn't hold up. No, no. it's pretty. <laughs> Pretty fucking God, terrible. we were watching that. Mandy and I were just totally MST3K in it the whole time. I mean, like, what the they, fuck is they, happening? What did they spend on that movie? Three thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, and it's half, on like whatever the eighty-five version of a GoPro half, was. Half of that was on like on just T-shirts for their, his friend to wear, <laughs> which were fucking phenomenal styles. You can yeah. still buy them. I know. I, I bought, want the one that says. Uh, I bought wait, one what was the one they, the they podcast, sell them? Dan. I told you. Uh, Oh, what are you? What are you looking at? Dick nose. Yeah, yeah. you can buy those too. It looks his his wolf wolf get up like what the? Fuck? It looked like a used Chewbacca costume. <laughs> so good. When his dad when his dad turns into a wolf. Oh my god. They don't make movies like that. It, anyway, well, it's, it's because they were shit. That's why they don't make them like that anymore. I'd watch one. If they you know had, what? Like, a okay, one. so as a guy that grew up in Indiana and spent his entire youth playing basketball and stuff, the most offensive thing about that movie is the basketball. The bent, no, it's the really bent bad. fucking rim. They're oh. playing on a bent rim in a high school. Yeah. What the fuck is this place? It was. Yeah. What are you renting it from the Y? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> It pissed me off. It's like every a, time you show the room, it pissed me off. It's like a church basketball goal that yeah, like they can't afford terrible, to fix. Dude. They brought in like a six eight ringer and he bent the shit out of it. Oh god, that movie sucks. It's worth a watch though, but it's it's fucking terrible. I'm surprised Tio remembers going to the Irish Lion place. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I am too. Oh, to that's our, that's literally one of my favorite places. Yeah, that's good. Is stuff. that the one that has the meat on the the spit? Where you can see it. There's there's a restaurant. That's Trojan horse. That's Trojan, Trojan horse. horse. Yeah, I can remember. That's a I wrong nationality. Two, I always get those two mixed up. I can see why one's Greek and one's Irish. Yeah, I mean that's my heritage. What do you expect? Oh, I don't know if I'm Greek. You're not. Greek. Fun fact: a picture of the I'm Irish a little bit lion. Greek, a little bit. A picture of the Irish lion on the uh, Cheers opening credits of Cheers. Huh. Really? From the 1800s. Huh. That bar's been there since the 1800s. It was a whorehouse. Did you know this? Mm. Did you know the history of that place? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it where was, I had it was literally a, like a like a tavern. That's where I ate a saloon. loaf of bread. And yeah, uh, yeah. And that bar, the actual bar, has mm-hmm. been there since the 1800s. Somebody bought it 
It's been what it is now since like the seventies. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I don't know how we got from boofing to that. Oh, you and me. I was, said we so need to open is, a. Is putting beer up your butt and drinking yeah. or any butt alcohol. Chugging. It's butt yeah, chugging. Butt chugging. Yeah. I say we open them up on college campuses. We convince all the frat guys that yeah. you know girls think it's girls it. think it's cool when you shove it up your when butt, you, like ass snort a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, make millions. Oh yeah, we'd be we'll make millions at IU. Oh Bunch God, of yeah, fucking oh. drunk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. It's I like love one of those, It's like the. <laughs> It's like those IV places they have in Vegas. Yeah. And shove it up your butt. Like to cure a hangover. Oh, yeah. You just hook up an IV of fluids yeah. to you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. Michael, what do you got? Um, I don't know. I know. Uh, do we? Oh, drinking. Yeah, we're drinking alcohol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Margaritas. I'm having that peaches and cream that Brad mm-hmm. had last week. It's good. This round is on our friends at the Pastards Pub. Thanks, gang. Um, Patreon.com slash Pastards Podcast. We'll get you into... Our hellscape on Facebook um, <laughs> that will uh, ruin your life. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Uh, do we have any what the fuck's going on? Or are we just going to save nah. that for the for later? What, what we've we got some what the I have fuck. no idea why we're here tonight. Nobody, possibly n- nobody, fucking, nobody fucking knows, man. What's the point? <laughs> if there's anything I've learned over the last 48 hours is that we should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> for real? Mm. That's, that, that's, that's yeah. what I've learned. Why am I doing a fucking podcast? I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> it was a huge mistake. I made a huge mistake. Um, I guess we could go to. Uh, oh, fat! I forgot about fat pastors. I guess we could. Man, it's fucking hot in here, bro. It's hot. Oh in my here. god! Oh, bright side. So hot. Every you're listening to look on the bright side. Use air conditioning. If you had a bright side, it's like forty-five degrees out. Polly. I'm not turning my fucking air conditioning on. You fucking walrus, God. I am the walrus. <laughs> There's no reality. Uh, I had a good weekend. Um, did you work? Body fucking da for you. So did you. Shut up. Did you work? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw you. No, I, uh, yeah. I was off this weekend. Yeah, you were off this weekend. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God for that. We were all three off this weekend. Yeah. Um, we're all three going to be off next weekend too. Mm-hmm. Well, Thur- Thursday, Friday, weekend. Saturday night. I uh, or Saturday I, I spent at the cigar bar. Yeah. So. yeah so Matt's got mouth cancer. Um, Take it easy over there, Roger Ebert. Well, Friday wasn't supposed to happen. Thursday, Thursday is going to be like my every other Thursday when I've worked mm-hmm. my six out of seven. My new ritual is going to be go to the cigar bar after work. That's going to be my thing. Um, Friday, I wasn't didn't intend on going, but Josh Casey couldn't go with the Saturday, so I said, "Hey, yeah, thanks for the up, invite on that. Yeah, don't uh, don't fucking do this. We've already this talked like about this. When I saw you when I was walking down here, and you didn't give me a ride, I'm not doing this fucking so, shit with you. I asked you if you wanted you a goddamn ride, ride twice. Twice I asked you, and I, I drove down you your yes street. And you took off. I drove down your street. You said no. You were just teasing me. You're fucking god. You're, You're a car fucking insufferable. Anyway, uh, so I went Friday, and then Brad and Michael and I went Saturday. So it was it was nice. It's a great place. I love it. It is really great. Yeah, like, it really is. It's really nice having that in our town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Brad, I might have to find. And then I got angry tomorrow. and depressed Sunday and went down to Brad's house. So because you had to go to work on Monday. Partly, yeah, that was partly yeah. it. No, there was, was something else was involved too. But well, you said the dog. Oh, but yeah, that was nah, that didn't help. That's the, 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 yeah. Gwen was the dog real, was just a trigger. Gwen for was a real. Gwen was a real asshole on Sunday. The, the dog is a metaphor for reality. <laughs> Back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Yeah. Oh, goes... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I do get depressed on Sundays a little bit. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't even know you were coming. <laughs> I tried to text you. And you you showed me like I all of a sudden I hear. Oh, the fuck? Yeah, I just walked in your house. Hey, anybody here? <laughs> hey, can I hang out for a little bit? I'm pissed off. Okay. <laughs> I guess. But in your defense, I mean, you and you, uh, you made me. You said, "Hey, you, made you, a cocktail. you made me a cocktail." Yeah, yeah. we Have watched. See, we watched the U.S. soccer beat, beat the, the shit, shit out, out of Panama. Panama. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, man. Yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. Watched Pulisic get the Hattie. Yep. All right. Anyway, um, Saturday was good. Yeah. I, I've I've been like, <laughs> I, I the last so I've only had tomorrow would be my second therapy appointment in a month like because yeah. we had one and then i couldn't do the next week and then we had one and then she couldn't do last yeah, week that's it's hard like, you can't get a rhythm uh, going hardly well it's like so i've been doing relatively okay after failing to sign up for the war in ukraine um <laughs> yeah let's talk about that for a minute because i have did i really not mention that no on the podcast? Hasn't no been you mentioned didn't on the podcast you okay. forgot so <laughs> i don't know why this is bright side it's not it's funny i guess so it, it, listen, if I can't laugh at my depression, you have to. You like, have to. That's how I cope with shit. Yeah. So, it like, okay. Laugh so, till you cry. a couple weeks ago, this was uh, like no. two or three days after, after my um, uh, therapy session. Therapy session. Herpes. And so, like, I started to slide. Yeah. And into depression and. Was like fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, and then fr- that Friday, like our van died. Yeah, and yeah. Meant I, that, kn- I knew that was bad. Yeah, news. meant that Mandy and I couldn't go to the Nick Cave concert we had tickets for up in Chicago, so didn't get to go to that. Yeah, were you able to sell them? Nope, nobody bought them. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Yeah, so, um, that sucked. So that that was Friday. So Saturday, I like. Like really started to sink, and I was sitting in the living room, and <laughs> my middle son was out in the <clears throat> living room with me, and I could feel like, like I was gonna break down. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I was about to have like a literal like breakdown. So yeah. I was like, I can't do this in front of him. It's not that I don't cry in front of my kids. I have, and I don't mind doing that. But like they get really concerned. A mental breakdown is different than just crying. They and, get really concerned. Crying to Lassie. So I didn't want to. So I was like, I got to get out of here. And so I just went into our my bathroom and sat there for like an hour and a half crying. And at one point, <laughs> at one point, I was Googling. I don't think I got any of this. I was Googling uh, get some. how to join the, the fight in Ukraine. <laughs> God, that is so on brand. God. So I did. I did have a therapy session the next week. I talked to her about it. Yeah, and I was like, I said to her, I said, Taylor, like, I feel like I'm going insane. Like that is insane. That's mm-hmm. insane behavior. Like yeah. that is. Anyway, so she helped me through that. But like, it, just ridiculous, just yeah. stupid. But that's that's where I'm at right now. But anyway, so Saturday was really good. Yeah. Like we went to the cigar bar, had a blast. Yeah. Went home and cooked something on the grill that night, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a good weekend. I had a good weekend with the family. So, nice. good. <clears throat> uh, so I was on vacation last week, which is just needed. And, I'm on vacation next week, great. thank God. Um, I uh, went to a cigar bar. That was nice. Yep. Um, I took my kids to a, I'd taken Diggory a long time ago. But he has no rem- 
doesn't remember it at all. Took my kids to a Japanese restaurant and you know hibachi. So yeah, they yeah. Got to see the whole. Man, I've like, been to one of those forever. He tossed uh, food into. I need to get to mouth. a. I need to get to a suka in Bloomington. Is that uh, where yeah. you went? No, I went to. Uh, we don't have a Greenwood Kabuto. Oh, that's okay. a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, oh, they, is that the one at the mall or is that different? It's in like a strip mall. It's not at the mall, but okay. it's, it's over by where the Cin- one, Cinemark is. Okay, the one at the mall is really good. The one that used to be the stir fry place. So this is like they cook it all in front of you. Right, they, yeah. you know, it was they loved it. I, I had a sure, feeling they would. I was like, I'm trying to think of things we could do. Local. Did the did the uh, fire volcano? The onion oh, volcano. Volcano. Yeah. He did another. Um, <laughs> there was a volcano. There was a fire. Several fires. I keep thinking they're going to come up with new shtick, and they just don't. Like no, every time I've no, that's one, not true. Is it not? But yeah, the one up in uh, the one up in Greenwood at the mall. They have some of them have uh, rubber ducks that that quack when you squeeze them. Yeah, I've seen and so that. when they when they crack the eggs. Yeah. They do the quack and it drops the egg. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I'd never seen uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of lot of egg play. A lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, so we also went to uh, a toy store. So I, I like to hunt for toys. There are toys that I I, I like to. I don't collect a ton of toys like I used to just because money. Um, but I have been looking for a specific toy for a very long time, and we went up to the north side. Uh, Double into dildo. Yes, exactly. We went up to the north side. Um, I don't think you're going to find that Toys R Us. Yeah. They don't have Toys R Us anymore, not unless you're in Canada. Um, but um, yeah, I found a toy that I had been looking for for years, and, and it was just like the guy get, gave me a really great deal on it, cheaper than I'd ever seen it. And it was it was it's basically a, an Ahsoka um, doll, basically. Nice. Yeah. Dude, so. Ahsoka rules. Yeah. I love Ahsoka. <laughs> I, I've been a, a long-time fan of Ahsoka. I've got all like pretty much every action figure she's they put it out of her and Funko Pop. She was great in the second episode, second season of the Mandalorian. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, oh, so, I mean Boba Fett. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was, it would have been the third season of Mandalorian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. She actually yeah. is in the second season. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She's <laughs> second and third. In her, her, her opening scene in that is just, yeah, oh pretty my God. Oh, man, I can't wait for, she's going to have her own series. I yeah. can't wait for the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. Oh my she gosh. fucked me and up And let me just that. say this to people <laughs> who are Kenobi, are excited about Kenobi fans. No, going into it, it is going to be heavily influenced by the prequels. And it's going to be heavily influenced by comic book stuff, and it's going to be heav- heavily influenced yeah. by Rebels and Clone Wars. This is going to be post cutting Anakin's legs off, right? Yeah. Like so he'll be exile. he'll be Vader. Yeah. Anakin yeah. will be Darth Vader. Gotcha. So, um, but just know that it'll be heavily influenced by that. So, I mean, don't expect Alec Guinness. You know, yeah. it'll be Ewan McGregor. Yep. So, just be aware. Who is Obi Wan Kenobi? Absolutely. There's Dude, only the way one... he's aging right now. Yes. Holy perfect. shit! It's perfect. Perfect. There's only one other. Actor, I would say, is more Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's James Arnold Taylor because he's voiced him more than anyone else. Okay, it's through mm. the through the Clone Wars. Okay, it, like that voice. Yeah, so good. By the way, I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, Ewan McGregor has a brother who's a fighter pilot in the Royal Air Force. I did know this. His code name is Obi Two. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. that's just that's <laughs> fucking great, man. So good. That's so good. <laughs> All right, let's go to um, Fat Bastards. So I'm already into it. I know you are. <laughs> It's so delicious. <laughs> your, your level of self-control is just astounding. All right, so my niece Emily uh, sent God, us... God, these are good. My niece Emily sent us uh, treats from Hawaii. Um, let's do the... Should we do the, the ESO? It's ESO peanuts. They're good. Uh, peanut wrapped in a cracker. Mm. Let me tell you what, it reminds me of like... 
a less sweet version of like the Boston baked bean candy, oh, where yeah. it's like a candy covered peanut. Dude, those are fucking great. Yeah, I could eat a million of those. Yeah, they're not very, they're not sweet. There's like a slight sweetness, but then you just get the peanut, and mm-hmm. it's great. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, those are staying here. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Some of them are staying here. Pretty sure that's his family, so he yeah. gets dibs. Mm. <laughs> God, those are fucking great. Yep. <laughs> Michael tried to breathe one in. It's chew then swallow, buddy. Um, We've talked mm, about this. The next. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> the next one is lava candy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude. She bought it at a local farmer's market, and it was a family recipe. Mac- oh. It's macadamia nut brittle. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's so fucking good. That may be one mm. of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> Second best thing for me. Mm. What's the first? Fish. Sup? <clears throat> yep. Mm. Oh, boy, that sticks in your teeth. That's a dentist nightmare, but that is goddamn delicious. Yep. That's some of the best candy I've ever. That had. might be the best about it. What's on them? <clears throat> just it's just macadamia nut brittle. Mm-hmm. I know, but there's something chewy in there. It's sugar. It's like a caramel. It almost mm-hmm. makes like a hard caramel around the macadamia nuts. God, it's great. <clears throat> I'm taking that with me. Fuck you guys. No, you're not. No, fuck. You're taking the peanuts. I'm They're taking mine. This. No, yeah, they aren't. Let me read the notes here. Feel free to separate out pastards portions from the big bags and keep the rest. On the fucking nuts. Well, okay. Well, I'm gonna get in a portion of these peanuts. Now. You're gonna get a portion of these nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> just lobbed it up there for you. All right. Uh, what music time? Let's do music so I can clear my throat out. Let me clear my throat. No, 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 no. Three white guys like more than two philosophize about why they're right about the things they like. From Peach to Terra to Ambient Noise, here's raps and riffs, the three white boys. Where's the sound, dude? <laughs> so here we go, enjoy the show. i eat some nuts. Music time's here. Let's hear some songs. So, Matt, what do you got? <laughs> uh, Denzel Curry, some raps. Uh, Wait, the guy from... Uh... The football coach from that one movie. <laughs> what? Now you're thinking of Steph Curry. No. You're thinking of Denzel Washington? Oh, that's the guy. What no. was that movie? Remember the Titans. Titans. Remember the, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Somehow it didn't quite land on you. <laughs> yeah. Remember the what? I bet, I bet it was historically accurate. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, I don't think it was based on a true story. <laughs> it was, actually. Really? Yeah. I think you're thinking of We Are Marshall. No, I'm not. Thank you. Fucking don't, dude, motherfucker. <clears throat> play fucking just fucking play something. Um, yeah, Denzel Curry. Uh, the, the album is "Melt My Eyes, See Your Future." First song is called "Melt Session Number One." Um, the I really like the lyrics on this. It's a guy who's uh, growing and learning to grow. Um, anyway, yeah, it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> growing. <laughs>
take a ride on my train of thought fundamentals what i bought penny less i await the emptiness enlightened 26 years on earth my soul fighting habits that inhabit my body has took a liking to my lifestyle battling stress the size of goliath Sling shots plus hard rocks. These stones getting thrown. My temptations are amplified. Oh, yeah. I get along. I dig Try that. to separate the action from the man. I wholeheartedly understand why I need to grow, even though I'm grown. If I did you wrong, I vow to make it right. Just be off appearance. Chris Tomlin's really changed. You didn't know he put out a rap album? I think that was before. <laughs> we were anyway, he talks about it in suicide attempt. And, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's really talented. I'm kind of kind of here for turning your pain into something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Like these margaritas we're drinking. Yes, <laughs> indeed. All right, Brad. Oh, I wasn't prepared. I'm I was prepared. not prepared for this. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is. Oh, this oh. is it. Oh my God! Limp that's, uh, biscuit. That's where I'm at right now today. What a turd! Just a it fucking slap. Fucking turd. get the fuck out of here! That's a fucking turd. It does quite slap. I it does. Just just it's, just enjoy it. Don't judge it. Just fucking enjoy it. I'm judging Fred. It's Durst. an angry. Well, you can judge Fred Durst on. Wonder you what want, he's up to. He was doing movies for a minute. He's on TikTok and he's got gray hair. Oh, I'm sure. In like a gray like handlebar mm -hmm. mustache. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he geez. looks like uh, he looks like an insurance salesman from Dubuque. He looks like the guy that. That's <laughs> what he looks like. He actually looks like the guy that played Biff. <laughs> Biff now, Tannen? now he looks like he, what he looks like now. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like like what Biff would look like now. Like no, a, like an the guy aged... that played Biff. Yeah. What he looks like now is what Fred Durst looks like. So you're saying they're twins? Basically, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what the guy... I don't know what's what his the, name. Biff Tannen. Uh, what is his fucking name? He's hilarious. He had a legendary Tom, appearance Tom's, on Bob and Tom one time. Tom something. Where he, he created a song. It was based on like people coming up to him and... Yeah. What's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. Yeah. It's like he just Tom, keeps going Thomas, through all this shit. Thomas Wilson. Yeah, it's really funny yeah. if you want to look that up. It's good. Um... <clears throat> That was that's my first song. I don't yeah. care. Like right. I just you you, te you you wrote to me today. First of all, I thought we were going to fight this morning. I thought um, we were too. But <laughs> cooler heads prevailed. Yeah. And I had an Indian guy staring over my shoulder while I was working. Well, so I needed that. To, <laughs> definitely needed to uh, uh, not be on the phone. On the phone. Yeah. Um, but man, like you said something like I, I don't remember how you put it. Like. I just I realized I just hate everything and everybody right now. Yeah. Like you're in that yeah, headspace yeah. where like, oh, yeah. that guy's got his head hat backwards. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like the most random yes. shit. It didn't take much for me to get like. Uh, so I started off the, with some bullshit right out, right out of the gate, <laughs> right out of the fucking. I was gate. getting called immediately. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. And so that just set me off on just like. Yeah, I hated everyone and everything. And then Brad was a dick, so I hate people. Even. Yeah, you were kind of a dick. Oh my god, you were kind of a dick. Why'd you guys almost fight? I wasn't a fucking dick. I was just. I was saying not to be a dick, but isn't this what not we talk about dick, all the but... time? No, I'm... oh god damn it. But um, and it was just I was ready to murder. 
I was ready to murder. And yeah. and it wasn't even Brad's fault. Like I was already in that mood. Then he was just like, that was well, my, I know you're in a bad mood, but here's something I know that is going to piss you that off. That was my day yesterday. Man. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, well, it's weird. So like that conversation just kind of set me, like I, I woke up feeling a little bit grumpy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that conversation just set me on like a downward trajectory the rest of the day. Yeah. I kind of just felt like I've been on like this, just a, a minimal decline like all day long uh, i feel like i've been on uh, it started like shit and then i slowly fucking hell inclined yeah. and then i got to rant about something with you guys and like yeah and i was just i i was just getting furious mm-hmm. like the yeah. more i typed the more i was just like fuck yeah <laughs> uh, anyway so that's um, I, that, I thought of that song and yeah yeah that's on my um uh, all the, the the all out of fucks playlist I've got. Nice, that, it's perfect it. for yeah. that. All right, uh, I'm gonna do. So there are two songs I played like probably 30 times today each. Mm-hmm. So I probably played the same two songs 60 <laughs> times today. Are you serious, dude? I only listened to two songs today, and it was most of my day. Really? Yep. And I just kept them on loop. Huh. So this first one um is a guy that was on American Idol. He didn't go through. He was in the the auditions. Bobies. No. Um and like I was laying down whenever it was, we were watching it. And then this guy came on, he's talking about like his parents were super strict. They don't like him saying cuss words, but how how he loves saying cuss words. Now I'm like paying attention. And then he starts playing this song and I'm like, I mean like him get up and like sit and like on the edge of my seat. Is it one of the songs you wrote and played for the podcast? No, 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 no. When you were 16. No. No. (laughs) Um, but it was, it was, um, yeah, it just I super connected with. I don't know why the fuck he didn't go through, but uh, nonetheless, it's called the cost. Simon Cowell didn't like his look. Simon Cowell is not on that show. <laughs> He's still pulling the string like the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is the cost by Israel uh, McFarland. He's back there somewhere behind the curtain. Yeah, and he said his parents all named people all their kids after the Bible shit. So here we go. Mentally exhausted, the physical cost is showing across the back of my eyes. I'd like to drop this, go home and talk with the people that mean most in my life. But I cannot stop this feeling that I'll miss out on something that I wanted to find. But lately my thought is, will I be shocked when I come to realize I've lost track of the time? If things are flying by like I'm stuck on a train and I'm thinking by the signs. Yeah, why did he not go through? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, his voice wasn't as strong as it is here, but like, it was there. It was for me. It was pure magic. I was like, this is my guy. I was telling Sarah, this is this is who I'm gonna root for. Nope. <laughs> you're like the you're like the black angel yep. of death. Immediately get off the show. American Idol yep. contestant. Yep, and said, let's play, uh, let's put 50 country artists through. Tell me, are you or are you not the black angel of death? Most definitely. Don't answer me. It just pisses me off. <laughs> I so, like that, man. Yeah, it, it, the, it song's like two minutes, 42 seconds. It's just good. It's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did find that song, by the way, of Thomas Wilson. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a guy from, this is oh. Biff from Back to the, the Street. There's a lot of things, people that I like to meet. Shake my hand and never ask my name And they start asking questions that are always the same Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice What's Michael J. Fox like? Nice guy What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien Stop asking me the question <laughs> It's only a minute 50 oldest 
after. I went to the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh. Now I'm not Jewish, but I like to nosh. Put on my yarmulke, started to pray. When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say, Hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't. Was that real manure? No, was that real manure? <laughs> it's a movie. Stop asking me the question. He gets angrier as it goes. Can we take your picture? Come on, look mean. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Hey, questions, questions, just fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, hey, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? Never talk to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy you know? Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make more than you? Do, so stop yeah. asking me the question. <laughs> so good, man. So good. Anyway, <laughs> that wasn't my song, but I just wanted to play That's that. That's right. Go ahead. You gotta do that it. reminds me of, like, I've seen interviews with, like, Steve Buscemi and people. Mm-hmm. He'll just be walking through New York or riding the subway. And people are like, fuck you, Donnie. Yeah. And he's just like, he just has to take it. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with doing an iconic role. Is, yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is so this is a new feature, uh, for me at least. Uh, so you ever hear a, you just hear a song and it just hits you right? Yeah. No matter what the song is, doesn't have to be good. Doesn't yeah. have to be anything you you what, listen to all the time. What do you mean by right? Is it a song you already know? Yeah. Okay. It just it just hits you right, and then it brings you to tears. Right, uh, or that it brings you joy. Doesn't matter. It just, I know, okay. it, is, just this, hit, it just hits the, right, and it. This is Whitney Houston, isn't it? I no, it's absolutely you. not that fucking song I heard nine times today. <laughs> all right. So. Um. Anyway, I was I was just sitting in my car on break, and I heard and this song came on, and it just. I hadn't heard in a long time. It just really, just landed. Really good. Yeah. to goalkeeper. That's no, not that. Listening to the winds. Oh, this song fucking rules. I, God. Yeah, I love it. Ugh. It just, it came on. I was like, God, that's great. Dude, this fucking song. This was on Days of Confused. Well, it was on, it was on Happy was on. Gilmore, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Days of Confused when the beer runs out. Yeah. The guitar works. I work totally is, get it. Yeah. The guitar work is incredible in this. This song is at once really sad. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of, like, something ending. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's like a closing credit. Tuesday's Gone with the Wind. Well, like, it's Happy Gilmore, It's a melancholy it? song. Yeah. Like, but there's something about it that you just can't stop listening to it. This is one that if I'm flipping through radio oh, stations, yeah. I'm stopping immediately. Yeah. Who is this? Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner, oh. man. Like I said, it's not an artist I listen to. He wrote two songs. Oh no, dude, they've got some good. They got shit. some hits. Get, get the fuck out of here with "Sweet Home Alabama." I love that song. I'm. What's wrong with that song? Val to Curtis Lowe. Val to Curtis Lowe. Freebird rules. It fucking yeah, it does. That's one of the best guitar solos in rock history. Yeah. Give me three steps, simple man. Yeah. Oh, simple man. Yeah. Wait, isn't simple man? I always get uh, that's not the Almond Brothers. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fucking hey, great. great. Well, yeah. got to listen to some Skinner yeah, tomorrow. Right. Anyway, yeah. It just it just landed, man. I've I just, got that on vinyl. That's happening tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is another artist I. 
it came across my page on TikTok. Okay. Uh, Alexa Dark. Okay. Um, just has like, some singles out right David's now. sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he won't come on the podcast. He said he would. He's he's not. He, we're, he just did we him. ever actually reach? Yeah, out we did to him? reach out to him. He said he would come on, and here we are with our dick in our hands. So. <laughs> we should send him that clip right there. Yeah, so somebody isolate that and send it to David Bell. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, do it. I don't care. Do it. Who cares? This thing's he got has about a good sense of humor. We've got a good what two months left in us. So yeah, <laughs> now or never, David, piss or get off the pot. <laughs> Uh, the song is Ungrateful. What's her name? Alexa Dark. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Michael, what was yours for closure, guy? Um, Pull the ashtray closer. Beavis McPherson. Israel McFarland. I was close. <laughs> Just a very small tinge of Jennifer Knapp. I don't know okay. why. No, I could see that. She says I'm yeah. yeah. I really like her. Hey, so she's just got like a couple of singles out right now, but I usually don't listen to singles, but like TikTok is changing my habits on that. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's the way of the future, man. It sucks. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, speaking of which. Um, so my next song is Annika Bennett. I'm just going to play every song that she releases it when she releases it <laughs> because it's is this somebody you found on TikTok. Yeah, also? Uh, no, I follow her on TikTok. Great okay. follow. But I've, this will be the third or fourth song I've played at first. Okay. Um, this song's called universe. Um, and it's just fucking delightful. So here, here we go. Annika Bennett. I'm still staring at you through a telescope I'm on my tippy toes Trying to see behind the walls that float around you Spinning like the moons of Jupiter I remember you playing her stuff because her voice is like really like wispy Yeah When I was in it getting used to all She has a falsetto which is incredible your house and your life where is the architect? Cause they never sat down to build mine But it's true There's a universe outside of you I don't yeah, like, I like it. it Universe Download it, play it Play it 30 times like I did Why not? <laughs> I mean, that's just where I'm at Like I was just like that's really interesting. I don't. I've never done that. I don't. You never have a, just one song on repeat. I can't do it. Yeah. I can listen to it maybe yeah. two or three times, and then I'm like, dude, I yeah. gotta stop. Yeah. Well, it's got to be the right song, and it's got to be you know something that is just <clears throat> good. I don't know. So, all right, this is music time. Adios, motherfuckers. <laughs> Next segment. This is our segment where we read blogs from long ago. 
when we were idiots. A little less, a little more. I don't know. Who knows? Who wants to go first? Somebody else, because i got to find something. So. All right, I'll do a quick one. Give me some time. This is the very first blog I ever wrote from August 7th, 2004. The title's called I'm... Messages. I'm so ego. <laughs> I'm so emo I could cry. That's all it's, <laughs> it's the full block, guys. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> Alright, I'll read one. Alright. Uh, <laughs> titled, I can see this coming in handy in the future. I'm currently picking my way through the book of Deuteronomy. <laughs> this was in my Rob Bell phase. Mm-hmm. To say that some of this book is funny is a gross understatement. It contains some seriously amazing advancements in humanity, especially considering the time that it was written. Definitely. This was this was definitely post-Wisconsin trip. Yeah. Some of it, I must admit, is a bit strange, and some of it is a bit disturbing. I was reading this morning this lovely gym. If someone has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town. They shall say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He will not obey us. He is a profligate and a drunkard. Then all of the men of his town are to stone him to death. Ezra and Abram, watch yourselves. Wow. (laughs) Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Matt, you got one yet? Yeah. This one's called My New Bike. Oh, God. It's got a picture of a bike that's still in my house. And now I ride my bicycle. Oh, plank guy for you. Rick walked into my office today before he left. Fuck, Rick. <laughs> and said that he had something in his office for me and one for Patrick. Made by a guy from India. I walked in there and was floored by this. It, made, it was made out of metal and wood. The grips on the seat are the wood part. It's so detailed. It's ridiculous. How cool is it? Put the Gatorade bottle next to it for scale. Pretty amazing. I'll try to get some pictures, actually pictures with my camera of the details sometime next week. You're jealous. I know. Did you? No, I didn't. Oh, damn. And for some reason, I still have that fucking thing, and I can't tell you why. Dude. What? Okay. I'm gonna, I got to read another one once you, Michael reads one of his. All I right. just found it. I was like, holy shit. I was like, kind of ahead of my time here. September, <laughs> September. Oh, great! This is another monument to our egos. Um, this trip, September twenty eighth, two thousand and four. Okay, so I was introduced to the legend of Smile a few years ago. I was driving with my brother to a concert a few days before Christmas or New Year's. I can't remember. And he played Smiley Smile to me uh, all the way to a concert. Um, I had never heard music that weird, and with each listen of the record. It got better. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I loved it. Um, turns out the answer was yes. Uh, okay, so some of you have no idea what on earth I'm talking about. Ask me about it sometime. Be warned that I can talk about it for a long time. Um, but last night at midnight, I went and bought the first legit copy of Smile by Brian Wilson at my local Walmart. I helped the salesman open the box. I rushed out to my car, stuck it in my CD player, and quite frankly, it is amazing. It brought me to tears. Simply amazing music. Go get it. Go get Smiley Smile too. I learned the story. It's great. Smile is indeed a masterpiece. Big props to Brian Wilson. 
on brand, all that. <coughs> this one's called, I guess genocide is okay now. Oh, great. Oh, God. No, listen to this. I, 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 I had apparently read uh, Irresistible Revolution at this point. Yeah. yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah. Uh, I know this is a politically divisive issue, but I don't really care. What Israel is doing in Gaza is genocide. Yep. Turns out, yeah, still. The U.S. doesn't care because, well, it's Israel and everything they do is fine because it's of God. Killing is never of God. Sorry. For all Christians who think we should just blindly support Israel because 3,000 years ago God chose them as a holy people, need to remember this. There are about 40,000 Palestinian Christians. What about them, your brothers and sisters? Do they deserve this? Are they just collateral damage? Israel is chosen by God to be an example to the nations of what monotheists are supposed to look like. Right now, they are showing the world that God is vindictive, violent, and hateful. If you want that message to be spread, then go ahead and continue to support Israel on this stuff. If you want to know, if you want people to know that God is love, then we have to stand up and say that what they are doing is wrong, regardless of our political agenda. Update: Today, they bombed a school. Defend that move biblically. Wow. I was getting toward this was I was getting yeah. really close to my fuck it all phase here. Like, yeah. yeah, I was getting pretty close to the end. Yep. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that's like this is the era where I was like, you know, maybe being a Republican isn't a great thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Let's go. And now to the age where I'm like, hey, Democrats are fucking useless. And they're eating each other alive. Yeah. They, <laughs> There and back again, a hobbit's tail. <laughs> Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Hey, did you guys hear about uh, Will Smith? <laughs> Dude, who fucking cares? Here's my advice on Will Smith. Don't fucking listen to us. Who listen to anyone besides white men or, frankly, white women? But too. just like, who fucking cares, man? Like, it's, it has nothing to do with you. It does. All, all we had to two men. All anybody had to do. All anybody had one to of do. Their lives. Is just go. Oh, that was interesting. And then fucking move on with your life. Like, who yeah. fucking gives a shit? I still think it was staged, but you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. If I'm honest no. about that, anybody who thinks it's a staged, I think they're a fucking idiot. Honestly, I don't. Think, I know that's direct. Honestly, you, I don't think. Also, it, honestly, I don't think it is anymore. Because he fucking apologized. But I will say, I will say that what you were seeing, like it you totally were tor- you're seeing, torpedoes his entire career. You're seeing a dude like lose it. Mm-hmm. Like he's been losing it. For Jada a while. cheated on him. Okay, like very publicly, he's been getting dragged as fuck for that for months. He laughs at the fucking joke. And then, like, the next time it pans, you see her, like, make a face. And the next thing you know, he's walking up on stage. To yeah. slap. You're seeing a dude that is, like, that 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 marriage is fucked up. It's fucked up. Probably. Straight up. Or it was for a time. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, you're just seeing a dude lose his shit. Like, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. He doesn't excuse. I, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. My There's opinion doesn't good, mean anything. Good comments. Uh, Michael Michael Moncton said, we've re- friend of the podcast, Michael Moncton, said, uh, we've recently learned that the, when the sound cuts out, somebody got, just got bitch slapped. <laughs> Dan, Will Smith doesn't have to cuss to sell records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you, too. Yeah, we have to cuss to sell our <laughs> I records. I got the reference. <laughs> 
That's a great Eminem reference. You understood the assignment. I did. <laughs> newsfeed? Yeah, newsfeed. Oh, I don't have anything. So, uh, <laughs> who cares? Like, go listen to somebody who's not white or a man. Well, you can listen to black men talk about it. Don't, no, don't listen. Don't listen to us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody cares. Um, it's three super rich people just <laughs> waving their dicks around. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Munkin said it's launched a huge debate about race relations. I've already heard someone say it's an example of black on black crime. Yeah, people see, of color are ups- upset about this, and that's that is completely okay for it's them. Totally to be upset valid. About it. Yeah, but white people just shut the fuck up. Your opinion doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means less than nothing. Yep. Don't listen to us. I think my opinion was I told you guys I hope they both just beat each other to death. <laughs> Yeah. I just don't care. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I just I, I, I just wish he would have said welcome to Earth as he <laughs> I didn't see that meme. Oh, I, I, that is a there meme. was a meme uh, out there. I yeah, did see I did there. see a clip where <laughs> Chris Rock's immediate reaction is you can tell for a second that like he's thinking about continuing the joke. Like after yeah. he gets slapped and Will Smith walks away, there's this moment where he's just like, I, you know I should I, oh, and then he just kind of like, are you serious? You're literally like, well, was no, he was, lit- you could tell where he was literally about to say another joke. Yeah. that was going to be 10 times worse. Yeah. And he stopped himself. Yeah. All right. Next. God knows what it was. Uh, let's get, let's get I the mean, fuck out of this. Segment. Okay. Yeah. Next. Uh, don't slap. Comedians. Brad, go ahead and do something. Cause my, yeah. I don't have anything. <sighs> my computer is completely just like not moving. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to reboot here. Oh, I accidentally turned the volume down. Well, shit. The the cord shut. It. I was like, I thought, I think it got quiet in here. That nah, just the Michael. Cord. What do you have, buddy? Yeah, Michael. I'm up to reboot my computer. Uh, okay. Fuck uh, me, man. Product update. Pepsi partners with IHOP to release maple syrup. Yeah, cola. man. Let's do it. I'm on board with this. Let's do it. Maple syrup, dude. I'll try it. <laughs> Anything with maple. I'll syrup. try it. I would have. Would you? I would have both Pepsi flavored. Uh, or, or maple syrup flavored Coke and Pepsi flavored maple syrup. I'll have either one. Yes, please. Sign me up. Um, yeah. That's I'll pro- read one. Product update. Religious artwork removed after a local priest and businessman found among holy images. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Religious artwork removed after local priest and businessman found among holy images. Meaning they were painted into the oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Excuse me. A religious work of art has been removed from an Italian basilica. The basilica. Hey, we go down there. We get the painting. Yeah. Uh, after a local. Pri- we eat the gabagool. You know, what uh, after a local priest and the businessman who commissioned the painting were found among the holy images. The painting was gifted to the cathedral of Canossa in Puglia, southern Italy. Eh? It's beautiful god. this time of year. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> the spokesperson, Sal Soprano. <laughs> uh, Is that the, the main guy? Is it Sal? Tony. Oh. Uh, but caused controversy among further inspection. The image featured the boss of the charity, which commissioned the seventeen thousand euro, or sorry, seventeen thousand pound painting, in money expensive of Saint Sabinus meeting Saint Benedict, as well as the priest who runs the cathedral. Wow! (laughs) Oh God, that's so good. (laughs) Noise. The the church is just just fucking corrupt all the way down, man. It is. 
just yeah, it is. All right, Matt, you got one yet? I, I my computer. All right, just I got another right one. Now. Uh, another product update. Would you try an everything bagel ice cream? Ooh, I would definitely try it. Uh, I mean, I probably, in fact, I might get some vanilla and put every everything I bagel. I feel like sprinkles. the garlic in that. It's really garlicky. Man. Have you tried uh, everything bagel? Um, like the the sprinkles. Oh, I love yes. Oh I, God, I use it so all the good. time when I make like avocado toast at yep. home or whatever. Yeah, or put it on scrambled eggs. Great seeds, baby. But man, that I don't know, man. That's really garlicky shit. That would be weird with ice cream. I'm gonna try it? it. I'll report back. Okay, we'll let you know, <laughs> Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with my phone here. Uh, so sack of shit representative from North Carolina, Madison Cawthorn. North dude, Carolina. oh my god. This dude is a piece of human shit. Yes, he, is. he also is in a fight with the GOP and he just outed them all for having orgies. Is that what you're gonna That's talk my about? article? <laughs> Cawthorn says DC Elite invited him to orgy, did cocaine in front of him. Who's the DC now here's elite? the thing. This guy lies all the time, so it's probably it could be fucking not true at all. Come on, dude. It probably is true. And I guarantee the Democrats are doing this horse shit too. So I'm sure they let's are. not get high and mighty here. Well, the Republicans are the ones that actually have it. First of all, this guy's 26-year-old. His brain's barely fucking developed, which (laughs) is obvious because he's a fucking Republican. Uh, He's a huge Trumper. Um, I was a Republican until I grew the fuck up. Isn't this one of the guys that was kind of in on the January 6th thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that noise was. I don't know. I heard, he says, I heard a former president that we had in the 90s, can't imagine who that would be, was asked a question about this, and he gave an answer that I thought was so true. He said that the only thing not accurate in the show, House of Cars. Oh, that's a this. great show. Until Kevin Spacey <laughs> ruined everything. Jesus. That was a good show. Though. I was really going to watch uh, Pay It Forward until I remembered he was in it. Oh, so the GOP congressman who was in an interview went on to share anecdotes about interactions he's had since coming to the Capitol. The sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. First of all, I bet your fucking browser history is. She went from coming. This to is the also here's the thing though. The this is all the, the family, right? the family values guy that got divorced after eight months. What this is showing to me, this is showing a rift in the Republican Party. Yeah, because this is one of the hardcore guys. Yeah, and if you've noticed, because I think <laughs> you're starting to see some of the older dem- older Republicans start to distance themselves from some of this shit yeah. a little bit, a little bit, very some little of bit. them. And like all of a sudden this guy comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, all my Republican colleagues are a bunch of fucking perverts. Yeah. Like that shows me like a major rift. Yeah. He says, I mean, being a kind of young guy in Washington, a kind of young guy, you're 26. You're barely out of puberty. <laughs> the average age is probably 60 His or 70. Balls haven't dropped yet. <laughs> yeah. I look at a lot of these people, a lot of them that I've looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics. Then all of a sudden you get invited to, oh, hey, we're going to have a sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. <laughs> Giggity. Uh, Cawthorn then you put can't on have a video of the guys. They're all for Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Cawthorn then put on a shocked expression saying his response was, what did you ask me to come to <laughs> and come at? Uh, and then you realize that they're asking you to come to an orgy. The Republican lawmaker also said that some of the people who are leading on the movement to try and remove addiction in our country have done a key bump of cocaine right in front of him. In case you're wondering, that's a snort a coke off of a key yeah That's which is opposed to a dick dinger <laughs> which is a snort of cocaine <laughs> off, a dick, it, really off, a, off a dick that's been in an ass did you <laughs> learn that about that on porn did you put me in the thing or oh you're back no i <laughs> never took care there we go you left your mom was doing dick dingers off of yeah. a foreskin 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, another story. Dick Dinger. Um, so did you hear about the dog that was abandoned in North Carolina because it was gay? What? Yeah. So Come now, hold on, on, hold on. Uh, so apparently dogs the couple they want to. Yeah. The, well, the dog was humping a male dog, and the the owners freaked out and took him to a shelter because he's gay. Wow. Jesus Christ! So a dog abandoned at a North Dude. Carolina animal shelter after owners thought he was gay was adopted by an openly gay couple yes, on Tuesday. Absolutely fucking yeah. That's yeah. Perfect. Fesco, which is um, I think Fesco's they renamed brother. him actually. Anyway. Uh, believed to be around four years old, was left at Stanley County Animal Protective Services. Fesco got along well with both humans and other dogs, according to the shelter's Facebook page. Fesco's previous owners had found him dominating another, dominating another male dog in a sexual manner. Same. Leather, whips, chains, ball gags. He's, a, uh, he's an aggressive top. Leading them to think he was gay. <laughs> but one of the reasons why dogs may engage in such behaviors is that they could have a high level of testosterone that is driving the dog to breed. Same. That's what it does for Yeah, I know. That's what it does for all of us. Uh... It could just be he's trying to assert dominance over the other dog. Well, there's no other better way than try to fuck them. I mean, you know, <laughs> the God. behavior. When the behavior in the this are, is fucking insane. Yeah, the behavior. Uh, anyway, um, Stephen Nichols and his partner, John, live in Charlotte and have been together for more than 30 years. They adopted Fesco and renamed him Oscar after popular gay writer those Oscar, Oscar Wilde. evil guys being in a monogamous relationship yeah. for 30 years. They named him after Oscar Wilde. Um it's such a, <laughs> yeah, it's such a silly reason to turn in a dog. Dude, we just that thought, is so fucking on the nose. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a follow-up story when we're done. We just thought it would make sense for the gay dog to be adopted by a loving that gay That is so gay good. Family. Picture of Dorian Gray is the most homoerotic novel ever written. Yeah. All right. Uh, so It's also really fucking good. <clears throat> my township. I've never read it. I've read it like three times. Yeah, I mean, my township has a, a Facebook group just for the, for the township that I live in. And which is funny because I uh, who the fuck cares about townships, um, and, but I care now. I do. I do. I do like my township anyway. So they've got this this thing, and um, we live close to an interstate, a major interstate now. And there was <laughs> interstate. What's the number, guys? Yeah, sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah. Um, so there was. By the uh, way, the sixty nine signs on Henderson Ford Bridge have already been stolen. As they should be. I can't, I can't believe they aren't putting trackers on those. They started yeah, doing that with they? a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there were. So there. Were, there was a report in like several, even the Martinsville like subgroups, all the about these these dogs that were on sixty nine just <laughs> just wandering around. You got these dogs. You got these dogs. <laughs> I did say I like got that. these dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so these dogs were in on sixty nine, just basically disrupting traffic. Um, so somebody got him and then posted, like, come find your dog. Um, here's your dog. Two pictures of dogs. There, there were multiple posts about these dogs in this, on, on the Martinsville page, and then also on my township, because my township's right there. Um, and it was updated. Somebody found the dogs. Well, guess what? The person who claimed the dogs was not the person who owned the dogs. <laughs> so now, so now the owner, why is this not your bright side? The owner of the dogs <laughs> is threatening lawsuits to whoever took the dogs and, and stole the fucking dogs. Oh, this is the most Martinsville wow. thing yeah. ever. Oh, they were so pissed. I was like trying to help them, like, like because somebody deleted the the post about this and. And I want to see it again. And so I tagged this person. Michael's in. like a redneck mediator. I was like trying to, like, <laughs> I was trying to mediate this, this shit 
where like hey, here's the post. It's not down. The post it is sounds like a new like DLC no, show. It was a different <laughs> redneck media. Like okay, let me search the group. Here's a, the second post. No, it was a third post. Somebody deleted it. Like okay, whatever. <laughs> so um, if you got these dogs, <laughs> you know Virgil's been. Virgil's got these dogs Training them Uh, But if you've got these people's dogs Give them fucking back man Dude would you actually think whoever that is Is listening to this fucking podcast They might be who knows (laughs) They they might be thinking Oh I'm fucking rescuing these dogs From fucking moronic owners Who let their dogs roam free on I-69 That's a fair point Boys I'm on my 6th ounce of tequila right now Dude I I don't know how many ounces I'm on But I'm pretty good Pretty good Do you have any more Matt? Nah that's good Brad? Florida man um, uh, Florida man arrested after stealing a crossbow By stuffing it down his trousers God damn it I knew it was coming I can see him rooting around over there like a fucking squirrel. Does whatever a Florida man does. Like a raccoon in a trash can. God. No drug screen would he ever pass. Look out. Here comes Florida man. All right, that's good, Michael. He's got Michael. <laughs> Michael. You know, I'm just going to get a beer. You might as well. looks like hell. with Taco Bell. Look out. Here comes I feel like the second. This is the. This I is feel the, like the second verse is. This is, is the appreciated. wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald remix. Extended cut. <laughs> the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> is he fucking Gordon Lightfoot now? <laughs> God damn it, man. On the lake that they call Gitchy Gooby. All right, Florida man. <laughs> what do we got, Brad? Brad's done. Oh, God. Um, oh, I see. You. Did you put your name to Iceman, or was he calling you Iceman before you put it there? No, I put it there. Uh, Florida oh, man. Oh, so uh, uh, to your name. Darren Durant, <laughs> Kevin's brother. God damn it, you beat me to it. 46, used a pair of cutting tools to remove the security tag on a Raven Rio crossbow. Those are, those are nice. I don't know. A suspect has been arrested after... You're going to put down a hog. You guys remember that TV show Renegade with Lorenzo Lawman? <laughs> no. Wow. My brother watched the shit out of that. Lorenzo. It was not bad. Lorenzo Lawman. He, he, he became a host on, uh, I think, Hot or Not or something like... Some, <laughs> some show that, like... Rated people based on their thigh gap. You know, that dude. What? That dude. Why shit you not? This was like in the last 10 years. What? He was rating people's looks, hot or not. And they talked about. This is the first time I ever learned about thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> and Lorenzo Lamas was a, was a Dude, host. he looked like a brunette Fabio. He he played like. I always got him. And, was, I always got off, him and Banderas off, mixed up. Who? No. Him and Antonio Banderas. I always got this. He, he mixed was like up. an off-brand uh, Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> Renegade. Look it up. <laughs> Fucking love that show. I'm sure it does not hold up. <laughs> we should get Kevin Sorbo on the podcast. No, fuck. Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I mean, no. We need to get him on, and like. Talk about how we really respect his work and like. Oh, he was on Falcon Crest. Love that. What the fuck is Falcon? It was Crest? like a. Uh, it was like a. 
like a cereal soap at night. Okay. What? Yeah. Like a soap opera. Why like do a, you know that? I just, I'm literally looking at the. His but why play. do you know what that is? I know a Falcon. I remember Falcon Crest. He used to watch it late at night. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Falcon Crest. Freaking Boston. No. Let's get Kevin Sorbo on Air America. Fucking ambush him. I haven't talked. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. He did 191 episodes of Bold and the Beautiful. Bulk of the series. Bulk of the series. (laughs) And his son is a fucking dunce. (laughs) We haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. Yeah, Renegade, 110 episodes. (laughs) It's fucking on forever. It was in syndication for a long fucking time. Um, we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but people think that you know we just do this fucking this this fucking uh, co on shit because we can't get guests on. That's not fucking true. <laughs> we get we, we get requests weekly to come on this fucking podcast, and we turn down ninety eight percent. Yes, them. the vast majority <laughs> we get we we turn them down. And uh, I haven't talked about this, but we got um, <laughs> we got a request for Sadie Robertson. The daughter of the Duck Dynasty people? No. Yes. Did we really? Did we really? I, I shit you not. Why did we not get her on? There's no <laughs> fucking... Like, it would take literally 30 seconds of them listening to our podcast to just be like, uh... There's no There's way. no way. I mean, we probably could have could have done it, but... What about God. the Mushroom Surfer guy? <laughs> I'm still waiting. Like, Patrick I, Swayze? He's dead. No. I said the request because I was interested in that. It's got to be fucking interesting, right? Right. Like want to. Yeah. What to happened people. to that? He's he literally like a minister that like does shrooms. He doesn't like, fucking tell. He, did, he stopped responding. He sent us a goddamn. I email. know. Son of a bitch, man. I said, here, here you go. Here's when your book's coming out. Here's and he listened to half book. an episode and, and went like, nope. So, but yeah. Hey, maybe listen to an episode before you send out a fucking request, guy. I'm sure he sent out to like 40 different mm-hmm. podcasts. So, so, so fuck you, Sadie Robertson. <laughs> Seriously, it would, ta- it would take like five minutes, like 30 seconds for you to realize you don't want any part of this shit. Yes. Anyway, like, this guy got this guy got arrested for putting a crossbow up his ass. Oh, yeah. Up his ass? No, I was just in his pants. Oh, probably. That's a big thing. It probably went somewhere near his ass. That is big. How do you, how do people physically, like, <laughs> We had the lady that shoved the tumbler shoved a up jar up her urethra. Her urethra, not even her puss, man. It was her urethra. Not even her puss. God. <laughs> wow. Not even her puss. I mean, God. I mean, you can make things fit up there, but like urethra, are you fucking you kidding me? Stretch it a little bit. Oh, God. Wow. Well, I was watching uh, years ago. This has stuck with me years ago. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Somebody ate an entire airplane bit by bit. I know. I remember that. That's fucking crazy. I remember reading that they ate the rubber, the metal, the fucking... entire fucking airplane. What? Yes. I remember reading that. Their their body, like they could see in their stomach all the different parts that were still in their body. Tio, what do you you want to get on a shirt, bud? Yeah, what do you want on a shirt, Tio? I'm guessing you could shove it up her puss or something. I want a shirt of Tio at the last live event. Uh, oh, we can make that happen. We need it. <laughs> just sell it. We get sell them for like five bucks. And I, I would take say, a law. Lo- I would take a loss on those. Inglorious bastards. I'm here for this. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? That's man? my squad mm-hmm. goal for live event <laughs> to get to To's level. Oh, not oh, even not, the puss. Not sure. even the puss. <laughs> he just wants one that says "not even the puss." No, that's Dan Silana. Sorry, Dan, for saying your last name. 
Yeah, Dan. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was right. All right, what are we done? <laughs> it's not even, never mind. <laughs> Michael, what you got? Oh, man, we're doing this podcast still? God. Uh, Tostitos put out a bag uh, with a breathalyzer on it. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm sure it's incredibly accurate. Do we still have our breathalyzer? Yeah, it's in the bottom of that thing right there. Can you get that for me? I'm curious. <laughs> I don't. I don't think let's it really worked it. that well. Well, let's find out. We'll get it out of there. All right, Brad, go, go rooting nah, for I it. I can't get that. It's too far. Away. He's going to fall down if he does. Um, so, in an Somebody attempt to raise me, awareness to responsible driving, the chip maker partnered with Mothers Against Drunk Driving. I saw, sat through a lot of mother mad. Uh, yeah. Br- Mad. Uh, <laughs> you remember symposium? I saw something yeah, this symposium. week that was like <laughs> mad I saw, symposium. I saw something this week that was like you realize that everybody that went through the Dare program is drugs. now on drugs. They're on weed. They're fucking smoking weed and doing shrooms. Yeah, <laughs> like the war on drugs. Do the drugs won. <laughs> it wasn't close. It wasn't even close. <laughs> it was like the U.S. beat down a Panama. It was five to one. Like it wasn't even close, man. It was over in the first half. Oh what was God! The, did you have Dare at homeschool? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't homeschooled for for elementary. I, I was homeschooled <laughs> middle school. I wasn't homeschooled till like middle of middle school. Oh man, Dare! Fuck! Do you remember, was Officer Mike? He was a fucking creep. We remember McGruff, <laughs> the dog, the came walking dog? in yeah. his all came walking in his all his fucking polyester sheriff's oh, outfit. Shit. Yeah, you guys remember that that um, after Officer school special Mike. they did? Do you remember him? Yeah, I can, I swear to God, I can remember what he looks like to this day. Did you guys? You guys might be too old for this. Uh, the after school special, but it wasn't. It was in school. You watched it, and there were like the Chipmunks and Yogi Bear was in all these different cartoon like characters. They all came together in this one special, uh, and it was all about like I don't even remember what it was about. It's like we are the world the most cartoon character. In yeah, my but head, it was like they all came together, like all the Disney and the you know all the different brands of Hanna Barbera and. They all came together for this after school special that was shown in Hey Nancy Reagan, schools. you lost. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Is she dead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well for like a, a while. while. Make sure <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> but in my mind, I have to I have to think that <laughs> Officer Mike went home and just did fucking rails and coke. Yeah. Yeah. Well that and he probably beat his wife too. Just after rail yeah. after rail off yeah. the coffee table, yeah. man. Is he a real officer? Yeah. Yeah, he was a sheriff's deputy. <laughs> Officer in Mike. Ellisville. Yeah, Dan, I think it was the multi-network one. <laughs> the Dare program. If it was the one with the chipmunks uh, in it, yes. Boy, oh, boy. Flamingo that escaped uh, Kansas Zoo in 2005 spotted in Texas. <laughs> Man, I'm probably just we're laying right down somewhere. He's like, I don't know how old flamingos get, but that's old. He's Dude, west pounded down. That's not even your kid over there. Yeah, who, the, who is that? It's Tyson's son. Oh, that was Asher. That's Asher. Oh, I didn't recognize. Yeah. Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Oh my God! Uh, one of two flamingos that escaped from a Kansas Zoo during a storm <laughs> just blew those motherfuckers all over. The Probably place. it'll weigh anything. Uh, They're all legs. Has been spotted on the coast of Texas. Uh, the Coastal Fisheries Division of Texas Park and Wildlife it really rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Confirmed Tuesday to the Associated Press that the African flamingo, known as <laughs> Number Four Ninety Two. Because of the number on its leg band, goes by Ted, was yeah. captured on video shot March 10th by an environmental activist near Port Lavaca, Texas. It's lovely this time of year. Uh, officials were able to make out the bird's leg band on the video. Yeah, so they escaped. <laughs> just, 
So he's been on the lam for 17 like, years. How old does that fucking thing have to be? Man? I mean, at least 17. God, what was uh, what was the escape? The escape flamingos, known for their distinctive pink feathers and long legs and necks, were born in Africa, then shipped to the Kansas Zoo in 2004 with 39 other flamingos. So they're fi- I mean, it's like 20 some years old, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what the lifespan of a flamingo is. <laughs> Apparently, more than 25 years. Hey, like Siri, I said, unless this thing was just laying on the beach. What's the lifespan of a flamingo? I'm gonna guess. Uh, <laughs> he had a sign that just nine said, years. Please throw fish into my what's mouth. What's your guess? Nine years. Wait, what? What's the lifespan of a flamingo? Thirty-two years. Sixty. What? what? Sixty fucking years. Jeez. So probably like my lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. How? How do they live like that? What do they do? They fucking eat fish and shit and just stand there the on one leg. leg, huh? I guess that's a good yeah. Just eat. It's fish like the, it's like the Oriental, the the Chinese ladies that live to be 120, eating bacon and wine for yeah. like 90 years. Uh, so Dan said, "Is it the cartoon All Stars to the Rescue?" That is a hundred percent what it is. It was a drug prevention special. By the way, boy, Tio, uh, what did you see the thing on Twitter where Nancy Reagan was a blowy machine? Oh my god! A what? Boy, they blowy were old. Wait, I'm what? Can you call in on that? <laughs> yeah, call Tio, do you yeah, Tio, call? call in. Tio, Tio, I'll send you a link. Send you a link to the stream. Um, we gotta hear this. Yeah, we need to copy. I, I like when we do this. Um, we did this with uh, Kevin White, and it was can, fun. By the way, while we're doing this, can we talk about the fact that just today in 2022, the U.S. passed an anti-lynching bill? Dude, are are you? Si- yeah, I know. Like, it took I us this long. Couldn't fucking believe it. I was watching. Made the it news a federal th- crime. I was watching the news tonight. I was like. Wait, what? Yeah. This wasn't illegal? Yeah. Holy fuck. And they said it was over 200 failed attempts to pass this bill. Yeah. Over 200 yeah. because failed of the attempts. Filibuster, which Tio, everybody's saying just, is I racist. I just you the link. Yeah. So. God damn, man. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I know. I saw it, today, I was, it on the news. I was like, I had to Google it. I'm like, am I in a time well, warp? I mean, here's what the, the thing, fuck like, happened? To- you see the picture of the, of the, the young black girl who's going to school at the white yeah she's still alive she's still she's only like 60 something yeah she's still like like it's not that long ago no. that we did this shit no. we're still doing this shit god yeah to call in buddy come on buddy right. or uh click the link I, yeah i sent it to you in your facebook messages <laughs> messengers message <laughs> everything is swirling right now guys well you're you guys are like 10 ounces of I'm uh, I'm tequila six, I'm, in. I'm a, probably about five ounces of, of tequila in at this point. Yeah, pretty that being said, I'm on my pretty considerable amount of uh, this, broccoli. By the way, this uh, as what well. Mayama Llama English. It's, it's fucking delicious. Oh, wait. Is it Mayama? Oh, yeah. Mayama. Should I have that one? No, it's oh, okay. good. I love llama. All right. Michael, what do you have, buddy? Um, <laughs> as, Are we just going to do this all night? Yeah, oops, all all news feed. <laughs> Fuck it, let's do it. Who cares? Who cares? Let's, let's do, do it, man. Man wanted to escape family has lived in an airport after 14 years. Wait, is this Tom Hanks? No. <laughs> Dude, like, I fucking love that movie. I don't even care. She's down here. I, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jude. He's mad about something. Um, out of pop time. I love Terminal. I've never seen it. It's it's solid. So is he it? lived in an airport for fourteen years. Yeah. So, so how is that possible? Why do you want to do this? <laughs> I mean, if you're when family, I have to get away, when I have to work, when I have to work, if your family's a bag of suck, when I have to work, 
There is, my family could never be so bad here, here, that here. I would want to stay at the airport for more than an hour. Anytime I have to work there, I want to blow my fucking brains out. His yeah. reason for... Oh, he Tio's in, in the chat. Hold on. His reason for um, smoking... His reason was for leaving was he wanted to smoke and drink without uh, his family bothering him. <laughs> yeah, that's what you and I do. Yeah. yeah. If I don't go live yeah. in an airport for 14 years. Yeah. Well, not yet. I my, mean... My family told me I wanted him to stay. I had to quit smoking and drinking. Uh, if I wanted to stay with them, so I couldn't do that. So uh, I had given them my monthly governance allowance of 1,000 won. Uh, but uh, how do you buy cigarettes and alcohol? So um, he decided to give up on looking for work and was laid off in his 40s and struggled to keep a new job because he was too old. Surprisingly, he doesn't have enough tenure at the airport, um, so he just live there is to walking through a terminal he right now, now he now lives at the airport the fuck is he doing are you gonna put him on yeah hold on so they so so he lived there for 27 and another guy a turkish man lived at an airport for 27 years <laughs> how was how that legal how do you do that um and, and the only reason he left in 2019 so uh, to hold on a minute airport, bud. michael's yammering the, the airport closed and now he lives in a different airport the guy who lived there for 27 years <laughs> a separate guy so he just moved yeah, yeah. I wonder if he had to pack up all of his shit. Okay. All right, let's get T.O. up in here. T.O., I mean, are you much, ready? Give me the thumbs up when have, you're ready. Man. I don't know. All right, we're going. T.O. T.O. Live correspondent T.O. What's going on? <laughs> so tell us about... <laughs> Pittsburgh what, correspondent T.O. So tell us about Nancy Reagan's... Nancy Reagan blowjob <laughs> correspondent. Yeah. Yeah, T.O.'s our blowjob correspondent. Certified. Um, but uh, there was a, I don't know, there was a Twitter thread where it, Dan had it, where I guess in the 40s, when she was a machine. <laughs> that makes it weird. But it really changes that photo with her sitting on uh, Mr. T's lap for that program. <laughs> I pity the fool that don't get blown by Nancy. So, yeah. So apparently she was a force to be reckoned with. Were there any, were there any name drops? <laughs> Apparently she's I don't remember. Memory out of her I don't own. remember. I don't, I don't Jesus remember. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Don't miss that. What he just said. What did he say? Apparently <laughs> she sucked the memory out of Ron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my wow. God. That is simultaneously the funniest and worst thing you've ever said. Wow. Holy shit, Brad. And I'm the bad one. God. <laughs> hey, Tio. I'm going to go home. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> Tio, are you coming to the live event? Oh, yeah. Linda and I are both coming. Sweet. Because Linda. Good. You have a babysitter. <laughs> you didn't have a supervisor <laughs> last time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tio, are, are you at work right now? Yeah. <laughs> I just went on my lunch break. Thank God. It's 8.36, buddy. Yeah, we're 3 to 11. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, thanks for, for right. coming on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. I, yeah. You're the first person I know that's coming, so I don't know. I'm going to slide in your DMs later. i got to ask you something. Okay. But definitely yeah. look at that picture of Mr. T. It's really fucking weird after you. <laughs> <laughs> so we just Googled Mr. T, Mr. T and Nancy Reagan? Yeah, because I think it was for the D.A.R.E. program or something. Oh, God, we were just... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's oh, the one where she's on his lap? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh boy, boy, that yeah, is uh, a little bit of an energy there. <laughs> well, maybe with her, I'm not sure he's into it. Oh, she got them black stockings on, man. You know that things just go up thigh high, right? Ew. Oh, she's kissing him on the head. Recently, he's he's on a commercial recently. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't remember what it was. Uh, is it the one with Gordon Ramsay and like Ice Tea? It's raw, <laughs> dude. If you he probably like, says something like that. If you go to Mr. T, Nancy Reagan on, and then click on images, <laughs> and there's a lot through the Im- like her kissing him his head, her leaning back laughing. He's dressed up as Santa Claus for some who knows reason. She's got some sort of toy. You gotta hide that boner. Is that a it's Mr. That T toy? Party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really is. Man, it makes when you flip through the images, it makes it seem like she was on his half on his lap for like a good half hour. <laughs> Just enough to get him off. I'll tell you what, man, them legs don't lie, buddy. Those legs go all. Oh the way up. God, dude, what is the fuck are you doing? <laughs> fuck off! All right, let's let Tio get back to his actual all fucking right. lunch break. Eat all your right. food, we'll buddy. See you in a week, buddy. Thanks, Tio, love you. Love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Have fun doing your job. Uh, there's another there's another um picture of Nancy Reagan as there's, there's I a, think this is Dom DeLuise <laughs> as Santa. Pretty sure this is Dom DeLuise. It's gotta be. Oh my god, I forgot about Dom DeLuise. What was he in? Uh America. Wait, he's uh, in he's American he's the Tale. director in yeah. Blazing Saddles. Wrong! Yeah. He's the- <laughs> yeah. He was in American you Tale. Sissy Marys! It's so simple. <laughs> he was also in Stargate uh, SG-1. So. He's better in Blazing Saddle. Uh, it's, a Mel Brooks, it's a Mel Brooks joint. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Sounds like steam escaping. <laughs> Man. Nancy Reagan. I could just look at Nancy Reagan pics all night. Wow. Can we, can, can we not do this? Whatever it is you're doing, can you stop? Piss on, on you. We work for Mel Brooks. Up, I'm going to look up sexy Nancy Reagan. Hold on. No, no, no you're, no, fucking, you're not. fucking not. What are you doing? <laughs> Michael. Can we go into Foofy or whatever we're doing? <laughs> Nancy. Stop okay, so it. I'm looking at the type of Nancy Reagan and the words that are that pop up uh, are Nancy Reagan funeral, Nancy Reagan fashion, Nancy Reagan age. She's dead. Uh, Nancy Reagan quotes, cause of death, children, signature, dresses. Cause of death. She was like 90 something. <laughs> she just died. Her heart was just fucked off. Yeah. I mean, I typed in sexy Nancy Reagan. Hold on. There's a picture with the fuck. Is I typed in you, sexy Nancy Reagan and it's a picture with her, Barbara Bush, Hillary Clinton. And some other old people I don't know. It's a lot of high class MILF. <laughs> can we talk about can we talk about Dan's comment and the, let's go suck one for the Gipper? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that one made the, I don't think that one made the campaign cut, buddy. <laughs> and, and I have nothing against her wanting to get blowjobs across Listen, America. Listen, I like a blowjob as much More as power the next guy. blowjobs across America. <laughs> That was the alternate name for dare. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's why they got Officer Mike. Have I played uh, Cast Across America? Do you remember that guy? Vaguely. I could pick that fucker out of a lineup. Those tight motherfucking polyester uniform. 
Yeah. Oh god, he smelled like fucking like cologne all the time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. stop. Have I played the Cast Across America song? No, you can't play a song on here, Michael. I can if it's buried by the government. What? What? Cast Across America. What are you talking about? It's a song that uh, Lee Greenwood played. Oh god. About fishing. <laughs> Fuck Lee Greenwood. For fishing. Dude, what a grifter. Jesus. He wrote, he wrote it for the for bass. Friends would walk up to me and just be like, "Hold on, wait, what was that, Lee Greenwood?" No, that wasn't. That, that was the ad. Hold on, it's about going fishing. Suck one for the camper. The hashtag is "suck one for the camper." I'm not even arguing with anybody about it. From this nation's Jesus. It literally sounds like his other Anybody can write this. Anybody can do this. So, the story Wouldn't it be awesome if Lee Green was like a secret communist? So, the the story goes that. He's just got to make his nut. I mean, he's got to make the. Get get his bread. He's got to feed the monkey. (laughs) One of my brother's friends went up to Lee Greenwood because they were like playing some benefit show. And Lee Greenwood was there singing his one song. <laughs> and um, he went up to him and He said, shows up, sings a song, a bunch of Republicans jack off, and yeah. then he leaves. So he, he, he was talking to Lee Greenwood and he's like, you know what, man? A lot of people really like that uh, Proud to be an American song. But my favorite song of yours is Cast Across America. Lee Greenwood instantly like shut down the conversation and turned the other direction. Lee Greenwood fucking hates this song. <laughs> wow. Damn. God, this but is it's on bad. the internet. <laughs> Turn it off. Cast across America. This Let's isn't worth getting shut down for. So. No, we're not going to get shut down. We talked <laughs> enough during it. Cast across America. <laughs> see it all firsthand. <laughs> that was Kermit Singh. Yeah. Lee Greenwood. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, another... <laughs> so I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you. I am today. Right no I knew this episode would be like this tonight. I knew. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Uh, assistant principal was fired after um, reading a, a, a children's book called I Need a New Butt. <laughs> I could use one of those. Yeah. So he grabbed one of his favorite butt books nearby and butts. Uh, and, yeah, let's hope and he didn't. He read it to them. It's a funny, silly book on a Zoom <clears throat> call. Uh, I didn't think twice about reading it because I never had an issue with it before. Uh, there are other books that have much but more suggestive material. But everybody offended by fucking everything, so... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he, he read this book called uh, uh, I Need a New Butt, and he got fired. So <laughs> they put him out on his ass, on his new butt. So. Are we doing Foofy? I got uh, no, I've got another one. And I have Fuck another foofy. one, too. Are we doing Foofy? Do we have a Foofy tonight? What's Foofy? We are co- are we, we going to do the co-on? Oh, we can. Who cares? All right. I don't have anything for it. 
Okay. I mean, I can riff on whatever you're talking about. All right, let me let I me do this one last one. Whatever you say, because I like this one because I like Gordon Ramsay a lot. Um, how do you feel about Gordon Ramsay? I do have one more. I don't I, really have an opinion on him. Honestly, I've seen I'm a lot of him. Gordon Ramsay shows, not the like the popular ones. I watch the unpopular ones of like where he. Uh, goes and fix up a restaurant. Oh, I fucking love those. I like love those. 24 hours to hell and back. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever they're... Yeah. yeah, where he just berates Americans <laughs> right to their fucking face, calls them, calls them exactly what they Donkeys. are. Donkeys. It's so great. Idiot sandwiches. <clears throat> um, probably need to sober up before Fifi. Here's the thing. Is that's all a person... Like, that's all... It's all show. Like, oh, he's sure. actually, oh, yeah. like, a super nice dude. Um, so celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay came it, to the rescue. I have a question. If you could have Gordon Ramsay make you one thing, what would you have Beef him make Wellington. You? Ooh, I want shepherd's pie. Beef Wellington, hands down. I've seen his shepherd's pie on various I, dude, shows. Dude, you've had his shepherd's pie at my house. Because well, <laughs> I make his recipe. it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking delicious. I use his recipe and it is delicious. Um, uh, no, Beef Wellington. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right, go, go uh, celebrity here, chef right. Gordon Ramsay came to the rescue for Edward Peak Middle School in Biggles Wade, UK. It's gorgeous this time of yeah. year. Uh, Biggles Wade by the sea. Biggles Wade on sea. Uh, when kitchen manager <laughs> Tina Clark was left to feed hundreds of students alone with two of her employees out sick. Wow. Ramsay, who's generally known for being less than polite on his shows, such as Hell's Kitchen, Master Chef. He was being interviewed on BBC Radio 2 Breakfast Show last week when an exasperated Clark called in to ask for help. That's amazing. I'm cooking here on my own. I'm working here in a, ki- in a school kitchen, and my chef has gone off sick. I've got another one off with COVID and just wondered if Gordon would help me today. Give me a hand after his interview, she said half-jokingly. Although Ramsey said he himself wasn't available, he offered to dispatch one of his chefs to the school. When I, phoned, like when I phoned in, I really did not expect for him to send a chef. When I finally got a message saying, your chef will be with you in an hour, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to have to fess up to the head teacher, and I hope she doesn't give me detention. That's awesome. Ramsey sent chef Rob Roy Cameron via a cab from Ramsey's Lucky Cat Restaurant in London, and Clark immediately put him to work prepping cauliflower cheese for the students. Oh. I don't know. Prepared, prepared by a chef? Yeah. I'm sure he was terrified by having three menopausal women around him in the kitchen all day, Clark told the BBC. (laughs) The school was sure to thank both chefs through social media and recorded messages, one of which was played for Ramsey on BBC's The One Show the following day with Clark telling Ramsey it sent a huge buzz around the school, so thank you. And he said, anytime. Is the room spinning? Good stuff. (laughs) He's done. Yeah, I know. This is straight Margaritaville, guys. (laughs) Can we play that song? No, you no. Dude, I fucking hate Jimmy Buffett. I don't know that song. Wasted away again in Margaritaville. Looking for my lost shaker of salt. <laughs> I dropped my pants. Blew out my flip flop. <laughs> Stepped on a pop top. Some, Some people beach, say somewhere. there's a woman to blame. Just but I know. in her butthole. <laughs> God damn, dude! God, this is gonna be the most worthless foofy ever. ever. You think Jimmy Buffett ever had a threesome? Yeah, I guarantee. You what did. do you think his number is? It was a couple a of pirates. <laughs> it was a pirate themed threesome. Yeah. There's a whole lot of arg me man. Arr, I'm coming, me man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right on your gonna poop. put it in your right, poop deck. right on your poop deck. <laughs> You think pirates... Are you ready, kids? 
<laughs> aye, aye, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Fuck, boys. We are, we do are you think, off the do, do you think that, that... We're on one tonight. <laughs> do you think that pirates narrate everything they're doing? <laughs> I don't know why they would. I'm coming down the poop deck. <laughs> Get it? Yes, yeah, Michael, we got it. Yeah, we got not it. Not subtle. Yeah. All right. Matt, Matt, read the co on. No, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> no, you're done. No, I you're got done. A, I got a Florida woman. No, you're done. We've done Florida, 23 news stories. I got stories. a Florida woman news feed we have to cover. This is breaking news. It was out March 21st, 2022. So a week and a half ago. There was a shooting, Matt. There was a shooting. Great. Let's finish up with a good one. Hey, Lenny. Um, people are used to hearing about shootings and violent crimes. Love you, nephew. Florida woman. Will you drive is- Michael home? <laughs> Please. <laughs> or at least tow his fucking car. <laughs> Florida woman is facing charges for a different kind of shooting. Oh, God. 40-year-old uh. Renee Bolduck. <laughs> she shot I'm sorry. The Mars Bolduck. <laughs> Thank you. God damn it. I love that joke so fucking much. The on March twelfth of the, this year in the year of our Lord, um, <laughs> she shot her neighbor with a water gun. Okay, and she's going to she went to jail for it. Come on, what? What she fill yep. it with Tabasco sauce instead nope. of water? <laughs> nope. The vaginal secretion. A woman walked out of her home onto hot. her porch Ugh. and was sprayed and sprayed the victim it in the face with a squirt gun. Shit any day. She was not. Uh, I mean, if you want to smell like a stand, can of Star Kiss. The woman I mean, apparently was just smelled nearby. <laughs> she was not productive. <laughs> she was mad that the the neighbor was walking on her street. Her street. <laughs> okay. Uh, they did not disclose what type of water gun it was used in the incident. <laughs> But uh, I don't think it matters. She was arrested. I feel like off brand and on brand are the same fucking water gun. Super soakers are legit. Do you remember when super soakers came out? We had like Mm -hmm. the original, the yellow with the green tank. Mm -hmm. You had to unscrew, put it underwater. We used to take it to the pool. Yeah, it was like it was like the it was like the musket of water. I would have killed a guy for that. (laughs) For like three shots a minute, literally blow your wad in about fifteen seconds. Then you had to take thirty seconds to fill it up. I I had a a screw on one. It was a little bit smaller, sleeker than the standard (laughs) version. Very nice, top of the line super soaker. It doesn't get fucking better than that. I mean, who knows what this lady had? She probably had a Dollar General squirt gun. I mean, there's a lot of pressure with the super soaker. Anyway, Not she enough was, to justify a prison sentence. She was arrested <laughs> on a misdemeanor battery charge. Um, and according to her jail records, she was arrested for battery and possession of drug paraphernalia. But that was that was before. That was on November nineteenth or November two thousand nineteen. Hmm. So, okay. <laughs> Who's worse, Kenny Chesney or Jimmy Buffett? To <laughs> Another honestly, put them both on a boat in the Bermuda Triangle. Just say goodbye. In other Florida woman, sink that fucking thing, man. Other Florida woman news. Put uh, Toby Keith on there too. (laughs) He can be the captain. There was a different. I'll shove a boot up your ass. (laughs) There's another Florida woman who was recently accused of acting nice and hugging strangers. Uh, And then you doing another fucking? What are you talking about? Same article. 
She would act nice and hug strangers and then take their shit and run away. <laughs> okay. Okay. End of the story. <laughs> Are we going to attempt this go on here? Sure, let's do it. Hold on, he's got to play the song. Where's Dirk Diggler? <laughs> Is that a person? No, it was Mark Wahlberg. Dirk Diggler. Did was- you know there's a Wahlbergers in Normal, Illinois? Oh, <laughs> I was this fucking close. You should, right now. I was this close. You got, you got to just for the photo. I thought of giving that sack of shit money, though. <laughs> Which one? They're all of them. All of them involved. Did you know that I watched the reality show based on the Wahlburgers opening the Wahlburgers? I'm shocked you watched the reality show. Michael, how do you have time for? I forgot that was a show that existed, but I totally watched it. You watch TV while you're driving, don't you? I watch it when I'm sleeping, man. Michael, you have to watch it while you're driving. That's the only. We know he does. He said he does. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, not when I'm driving. I'll confess. I mainly listen. I watch soccer sometimes while I'm on the interstate. Yeah, put it up there on my dash. I watch Peaky Blind. I I finish Peaky Blinders on the way home from work. So if there's a Chelsea game on and I'm walking, I'm. Mm Driving on the way home from Illinois or something. It's on. You guys are going to want to lower your expectations for this. You're wrong. You're wrong. This one's going to be a banger. It's called Zen in a Beggar's Life. Tosu was a well-known Zen teacher of his time. God bless you. He had lived in several temples and taught in various provinces. The last temple he visited accumulated so many adherents that Tosu... Uh, told them he was going to quit the lecture business entirely. He advised them to disperse and to go wherever they desired. After that, no one could find any trace of him. Excuse me. Three years later, one of his disciples discovered him living with some beggars under a bridge in Kyoto. He at once he he at once implored Tosu to teach him. If you can do as I do for even a couple days, I might, Toshu replied. So the former disciple dressed as a beggar and spent a day with Toshu. The following day, one of the beggars died. Toshu and his pupil carried the body off at midnight and buried it on a mountainside. After that, they returned to their shelter under the bridge. Toshu slept soundly, then rained over the night, but the disciple could not sleep. When morning came, Toshu said, We do not have to beg food today. Our dead friend has left some over there. But the disciple was unable to eat a single bite of it. I have said you could not do you could not do as I concluded Toshu. Get out of here and do not bother me again. God bless you. What do you got? Well, the Can first you read thing that again for me, I wasn't paying attention. No, I'm not. The first thing that I noticed was his I, the the whole Excuse idea. Excuse me while I rewind on the podcast so I could listen to it. He visited a temple, sort of like as a you know traveling speaker or whatever, and had so many adherents. He basically told him to go fuck off, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not doing this anymore." So there's almost like a. Uh, I mean, there was obviously a destruction of the ego there. He's like, "I, I, I can't do this. Here? I can't do this anymore." <laughs> is, is there it, not? Is there not an impulse like the, like? In Jesus of that too, like there's yeah. times where he literally will walk through crowds of people that need healed, and like I'm out. Yeah, he I can't walked do this on right fucking he, water just to get away from and fucking he people. Fucks yeah. off, and he fucks off up in the mountains by himself. Oh, he like, left entire entire villages unhealed and untaught. Right. I mean, so like there was times where even he was just like, man, fuck this. Like, yeah, I just can't, I got I can't do this anymore. Michael, greatness sounds. No, I, I I totally agree, and I that that's one thing that stuck out to me, especially as. It's former pastors who have seen how the sausage gets made and how pastors would kill to have a temple full of adherents. They would they would literally sell their fucking souls to the devil, literally, to have that kind but of congregation. But how many mega church pastors are fucking miserable? Oh, I yeah. know. 
I know. Why well, right, I, I think, right I think it's the terrible. I think it's the I think it's the pastors who aren't megachurch pastors who long to be megachurch pastors that don't realize what it takes to be a megachurch pastor and what that entails. Absolutely. And it, they're the ones who would sell their soul to the devil. For Dude, it a, killed. A it almost killed Rob Bell. Yeah. Like, and he was doing it right. Yeah. Like, and it almost killed him. He yeah. was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. Like, he was trying he to do everything. He because, couldn't do it. No. No. And what you see in his story, you know, he talks about in, in Velvet Elvis partly. Where he's was it Easter Sunday and he's trying to find a way. He's out in a of, janitor's closet, like in the fetal position. With like, his how key, do, how with do his I get out of here? Trying to find a way to escape <laughs> yeah. with a church full of ten thousand people at his church. Right. Like, um, when I think of what you saw in his story is is the coming to the end of his own self, the end, the end of his ego, and like I can't do all of this on my own. I mean, he's told he's told he's talked about before he, you know, church. I mean, hospital visits, prison visits, teaching, you know meetings and like all of which all of which takes something out of you yes 100 percent. i mean this is from a guy that burned out in youth ministry like i literally Mm -hmm. i was a statistic i fucking burned out at at my at my max i was teaching four times a week oh yeah i was teaching four and i was doing and i was having to put together worship for sunday mornings and worship for sunday nights for the the yeah i was doing that too like Mm mm-hmm in uh, in in part of that was my fault. Mm-hmm. This is why people warned us against Rob Bell. Look, what? it happened. <laughs> but I uh, yeah, I burned out. Part of that was my fault because I wouldn't. Mo- it was it, a lot of it was probably hubris. I'll, I can do it better, so I'll just. Oh, do it, it was myself. ego. Oh, 100 yeah, percent, like hundred percent. So you know, a lot of that was on me. But like, remember just, when you stopped listening to Rob Bell because you didn't want it to influence you? Did I do that? Yeah. I didn't do that. He did. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck does that have I to just, do with I anything? just remembered that. Yeah, I think you did do that, okay. actually. Yeah. That sounds like me. I'll take oh. it. Just so you could get your own take on it. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to teach my own shit. Yeah, I get like, that. he gave me yeah. the tools, and I wanted to learn it myself yeah. and come to those realizations yeah. on myself. Anyway. Myself. Yeah. anyway. It's not a judgment. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. I actually, that's why I don't really listen to his podcast anymore. You should probably listen to it. I'm sure. It's pretty good. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I burned out hard in ministry. Like, I mean, that was <laughs> until this recent period of the last few months was the worst period of my life. Yeah. Like burning out. It was kind of the collapse of everything I had been taught was the point. Yeah. Of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you. <laughs> I didn't really get that from reading this koan. That's interesting, but it, well, I mean, I, mean, I just did from the, I just did from the first part. I feel like there's a few things going on in this koan, but that was the first thing that stood out. This guy just like I, I'm not doing this anymore. If this is what it means, is just gathering adherence. Yeah. How many filling. people? How many people could walk away at quote the top? Yeah. I mean, that's why like everybody. Rob Bell did. I know, and yeah. that's why everybody's like. Well, once, they were they were coming after him pretty hard. Yeah, but like he knew that, but also like he just couldn't do. He also was mature enough to go. I, I gotta get I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I just can't. Like yeah. I can't fucking do this anymore. There's too much I, I think part of that is you can't tell me that Rob has never had to wrestle with his ego. Oh, I'm sure he like, has. He'll tell you. When you, you start a church and it explodes in the fastest growing church in North America, you can't divorce your ego from that. Now nah. we've met him a few times. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't I don't get an egomaniac from him. Like I don't no. get that vibe at all. 
but I guarantee he had to, he got he to work, that he, point. He works hard. He at got it. to that point because he had to wrestle mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it almost killed him. I mean, he talks he's talked in our podcast about that adrenal crash he had mm-hmm. essentially, where his doctor was like, "You literally have no adrenaline in your body. Mm-hmm. Like you've been burning so fast, and so you're literally cooked. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's there, there nothing, was no down. There's nothing left. There was no downtime. Right." <laughs> There was no downtime at all. Yeah. Hello, Matt's penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. <laughs> right in my crotch. Um, yeah, there was no there was no downtime at all. I mean, this and that's in here. And any pastor who burns out, that's what they'll tell you happened. In some words, in some shape or fashion, is they there was no down ever. No, you were always fucking on, man. I mean, I had kids show up at my house at two in the morning. Yeah, what am I going to tell them to get the fuck out of here and go home? Yeah. Like. With yeah. like a with like a girlfriend crisis, who like it doesn't yeah. fucking matter, yeah. but it, it mattered matter. to them in that moment. It was everything. I couldn't turn them away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you're never you were never off because that's what you got into it for was that part of it. That was the part. Like yeah. that was the part that energized me. I remember when that kid left my house at three or four in the morning. That guy, like, yeah, I couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. Like that energized me because mm-hmm. that was what I got into that shit to do. Yeah, was to actually help people with actual real yeah. problems yeah you know yep 100 you're never you were never off like it, when you go out into the community to eat dinner or to go to the grocery store you're a pastor everybody knows who you are i lived mm-hmm. i worked in a small town everybody knew who i was yep remember when you didn't get beer in your town you drove to the next town? i did i had to go to bloomington. i used to drove i, I would people wouldn't recognize your fucking dude, car i would buy it in bloomington and i would still like be sort of like hustling into yeah. there and like looking around Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't think it was wrong, but I knew mm-hmm. people did, and you that pressure. About it. I yeah. mean, it people just have no idea. I was I got into fights with guys like old fuckers at my church that were like, I'd be talking about like, you know, they'd be like, "Why are you not in the office more?" I'm like, "Man, fuck you!" Like, yeah. did, were you there when? I, oh, when I oh I left the office at two thirty. You know what I was doing? I was at a kid's fucking house until six o'clock, playing yeah. video games with twenty of his friends was that fun yes however still draining yeah because that is i'm on i'm on the oh, clock you know, right there you know who i'm not with my family right exactly. you know who you're home with by four o'clock you right. fucking dickhead your fucking family like, eat shit i said i was like dude this is not i mean i've had these conversations this is not a normal job yeah you cannot there is a soul component to this job you can go work in a cubicle and your soul is not engaged at all. No. Doesn't matter. It's it can be mentally, physically exhausting, whatever. There is a soul com- you are constantly in ministry pouring and pouring and pouring. And guys, mm-hmm. I'm 42 years old and I sat in therapy. I had a real realization this week. You never filled yourself back up. I have never in my life never in my life put myself first mm-hmm. my my mental health my well-being mm-hmm. first ever yep. i don't mean that as a brag it's not a good thing no i'm no, realizing I no i get it yeah i mean i'm, I'm going to talk in therapy tomorrow i've got therapy tomorrow i'm going to tell her like this is one of the things i've been I, it was like a it may sound so fucking obvious to some people but it's not to Uh-oh. me with my personality and then being raised in the church my entire life and then being a minister it's just been give, 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 give. That has been so, and that's not bad, but I've never prioritized my own mental health ever. Yeah. And I'm 42 and I don't know who the fuck I am Yeah, because of it. You're just Nancy Reagan giving out blows. I'm just Nancy Reagan just blowing Mr. T. Yeah. Just over, over and over. Hair. Just taking it. Yeah. That's what happened to your hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She has burned it off. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you 100. I get it. I mean, if you still go to church, like, as long as your minister's not a dick, would you like, like, just write them a fucking note and just tell them you appreciate them? Yeah. It's all. I, you have no fucking mm-hmm. idea what that can mean. Yep. Give them a fucking Amazon and get him a card. get him, no get him a goddamn gift card to a restaurant, a nice local restaurant where he can take his spouse yeah. or whatever or her spouse. Or you know, it's a offer woman. to watch his kids. Offer to watch kids. his kid. Like seriously, I I, let I still him, let him be human. I can't stand the fucking church, but I still have a soft spot in my heart for ministers because yep. it's fucking it's hard. fucking hard man Do you have any idea how many ministers out there are pro lgbtq and uh-huh. can't fucking say it yeah because their entire livelihood and it's easy to go well you're a bunch of fucking cowards i've been there it sucks it sucks i lost everything i lost my house i lost like in the worst fucking recession until the next one like <laughs> like it's it sucks mm-hmm like it's a it is a thankless fucking job. Yep. And you don't you you pour yourself into people, and ninety nine percent of the time you see no fruit from. And it. you get criti- nothing but criticism. You see no fruit. Mm-hmm. Like, and that is that's hard. Yep, it is. So anyway, yep. that I mean, I don't even know that has nothing to do with this. Go yeah, on, but fuck. I was just thinking about your name on here. Like, who is Ben Snyder? <laughs> no, <laughs> learn to read. Michael. I know. I, I figured it out after. Yeah. All right, so, Matt, what else? Three, so yeah, then, three like, years later, one of the disciples finds him living under a bridge like a beggar, um, or as a beggar, I guess. Sup, skid? Um, <laughs> and he wants to be taught, and the guy just simply says, "If you can do as I do for even a couple days, I might." And the things that he asks him to do. So he, he helps him carry the body off at midnight and bury it. And then it says he sleeps soundly the remainder of the night, but the disciple couldn't. And then he says, Hey, we've got food. The next day, our friend left us, our dead friend left some over there and he couldn't eat a single bite of it. And he says, you, you couldn't do as I do. I think, excuse me, I got oh, burps. I know, man, these margaritas are killing I'm me. carbonated. There's something weird <laughs> uh, about eating dead people's food though. Well, <laughs> We'll get there. I, I think. Let's let it make this point first. I think that does factor into this. I think the idea that, 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 right that he slept soundly the remainder of the night, but the disciple could not sleep. He just, again, as with most of these koans, he was simply just telling the disciple, live in this moment. You don't think about the dead guy. We've already buried him. It's it's impermanence, It's right? impermanence. We buried him. He's gone. Now we can sleep. It reminds me. And he me, left us food behind. It reminds me of. We take what's given to us in this moment. One of the first koans we did. I can't, it might have even been the first one. I can't remember. But the koan where there's two monks walking along and there's a beautiful woman who yeah, needs to cross a puddle. Yeah. Like a, and so one of the monks, they're not allowed to touch women. They're not supposed to talk to women. He picks her up, carries her across the puddle so that she doesn't get wet. Literally then, the first one. And then yeah. leaves and goes on his way. I, th- for some reason, this sticks with me. Um, and later, like, the other monk is just, like, simmering and fuming about it. He's like, what's your problem? And he's like, oh, be- you broke the law. Like, we're not supposed to be touching women. He's like, dude, I left the I left the woman back there. Why did you not? Yeah. It's, it's impermanence. Like... You you just do your thing. You live your life in the moment, and whatever happens happens, and whatever doesn't doesn't. And that's the way of the fucking universe. Yeah, and that's really goddamn hard. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like it's really simple to talk about that. I think about this shit all the and time. And that's why he says to him, he's like, "If you can do this for a couple of days, I might teach you." Two days. That's all. Yeah. Like, Give me two days. He couldn't even make it one day. 
Yeah, I mean, he couldn't even make it one day through it. He's like, you couldn't even say, I said, you couldn't even do as I, you can't do as I do. Like, just get the fuck out of here. Like, you're not. He was still so stuck on, wait, the guy died. But he was like, dude, mm-hmm. we buried him already. He's gone. Like, he's gone. It's, yeah, that's, he's dead that's in buried. the past. Like, so let's get some sleep. Here's some food you left for us. Let's, let's take that in. And then we'll go whatever the next thing is. I mean, imperfect. Like I said, somebody, I think I've talked about it here before. Somebody asked the Dalai Lama, sum up Buddhism in one word. And he said, impermanence. Yeah. Like the whole fucking point is that all of this is temporary. Nothing None lasts. Of, nothing lasts. The universe temporary. All of it. The vastness I mean, of this universe. I say the five remembrances almost every day when I meditate. The five remembrances are: I'm of the nature to grow old. There's no way to escape growing old. I'm of the nature of the nature to have ill health. There's no way mm-hmm. to escape having ill health. Mm-hmm. I'm of the nature to die. There is no way to escape death. Mm-hmm. All that is dear to me and everyone I love is of the nature to change. I, there's no way to escape being separated from them. Yeah. And then the last one is, uh, my actions are my only true belongings. There's no way to escape the consequences of my actions. Yeah. All of it, all of that deals with impermanence. All of it. Like, it's all about the moment. It's all about, yeah, to, uh, Ash Glenn, Toshu's ego died. The follower's ego didn't. Kinda yeah. Like Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean, it does kind of remind you of Jesus yeah. in some ways because how many times... <laughs> I'll let her What's up, dog? How many times was was Jesus just like, God damn, dude? Like, yeah. do you guys still not understand what's going on here? Like, you've been following me, me around. Are you, I've so, been are you still so dull? Like, God damn, dude. Like, I'm telling you, like, you've been to rid yourself of your ego, and you're out here dicking around talking about who's going to be the greatest when they come into the kingdom. Like, yeah. the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to let your fucking mongrel dog out so she can go piss. <laughs> Thank you. Who I, when you come back, I want... Who? When you come who? back, let's who? talk who? about all five of those. Because okay. I, I, I think they're important. I mean, I, I, got a, I got a co-on for you. What? A man and wife asleep in bed. She hears a sound and turns her head. He's Thanks, gone. Larry Green. I wish we'd all yeah. been so let's let's talk about the five impermanent. Larry we never, Norman. We've never Larry Norman. That's what I meant. Not I was thinking. I Steve mixed, Green. Mix up him and Keith Green. Yeah. Keith Green. <clears throat> Steve. Let's Slugger. talk about the five impermanences because I think those are five remembrances. That's why I said. Um, because I think five iron frenzy. It's gonna be a worthwhile Stay discussion. on target. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the first one? Uh, there's no way to escape. Oh, I am of the nature to grow old. There's no way to escape. No, there's old. not. And and the older I get, the more I'm having to come to terms with that. And that's a hard thing to do. I can, I can, cause I'm 45. Like I'm, and I'm halfway to 46 at this it, point. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter for 25 or 15. You could drop dead today. No, it doesn't. But as you get older, you have to come to more and you more do. terms of, oh, I, if I'm lucky, I've still, I may have half my life. Yeah. If, if I'm lucky. Yeah. If not, I may have twenty years. I may have thirty years. I'm. You may have today, two I, to two days. Right? Yeah. You don't have. You may have. You get today. You get this moment right now. And that's all you get. I'm, we're of the I'm age ever, where if we have a twinge, we're like, is it cancer? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like uh, shit. Like every time I smoke a cigar, I'm like, the well, I'm, yeah. yeah. I mean, we both had them. I mean, yeah. I had to get my nuts ultrasounded and like. How'd that feel? I had to get a camera weird. shoved up my colon. I get one. I get one at the end of April. Yeah. Game bad, man. That's fine. The prep sucks. Yeah. Best I mean, nap. I, nap I, best nap of your fucking life. I spent half my life. On I was the begging. Anyway, I was so. begging him to put me back to sleep when I. Yeah. <laughs> did it feel? Did it feel good? The when sleep they, when it went up there. I didn't feel it, Michael. I You're was asleep. Completely You're out. out. You're all the way out. Oh, yeah, they out. Dude, they I was. I literally got to like they were like count backwards from ten. I got to nine. You get to nine. And I was like the next thing I knew, I was I woke up in the fucking like the room like when the, i had my elbow surgery it was like that too it's like they just 
that you're like, yeah, we're gonna they joke with you for a minute. And when like, I was in the when I was in the in the uh, recovery room, I lost about five to ten minutes of my life. Like, oh yeah, Mandy was like, you were saying all these things. I was like, I fucking no, what? you don't know because you're <laughs> coming out. You're still coming out. Can you let my mom girl in? I'm oh, coming out. I'm coming um, out. I got another one. Oh. Two men walking up a hill. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, growing old. Like you're you're going to grow old. Yeah, there's no way around that. No. Every day, every second. Yeah, and I wonder if that's almost the. But we live in it. We live in a culture that whole. I mean, oh, it's I, it's age age denying. Jesus Christ, yeah. man! Like, I mean, it, it's all the shit where like the the surgeries, the like. I mean, that's why I I like I look at guys. I'm not judging it. Maybe I am. Like I started losing my hair, and I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking go mm-hmm. get hair plugs or some shit. Like, just in the fucking charade. This is what my body decided to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I wish you did a comb over, though. I'm not. No, Come I'm on. not. I mean, I'm not going to look over. like my dad. Come uh, over. Get rid of the beard. Just leave the stash. I, you know, I don't know. But I. Yeah, you, there's no way to escape growing old. Okay, so let's look at number two. Number two is there's no way to escape. Oh, I'm of the nature to have ill health. There's no way to escape having ill health. Boy. Yeah. I mean, the older you get, dude, everybody like jokes like, oh, when you turn 40, you're like, you get out of bed, you can't hardly get up. Yeah. yeah. It fucking, it fucking hurts. It yeah. just does. Like, I, I woke up this morning and I hurt. My I mean, back hurts. And this so, morning. so what, what, we have two choices with this shit. We can confront it and go, yeah, this is what it is. And you, and you do what you can to alleviate of the course, suffering, you, but. You exercise, you eat healthy, like whatever, like whatever you need to do, but it's, you're still going to deteriorate. What's the matter, baby girl? (laughs) Poor Gwen. She's struggling right now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, but we live in, we live in a culture where we're just not going to, we just. It's almost like the. I mean, let's think about the idea. Everyone's like, "Oh, forty's the new 50 50's the new forty, whatever." It's like, no, forty's still forty, fifty's still fifty. And I understand what they mean by it. it's a mindset, but like part of that is also a denial that we're getting older. Yeah, I mean, dude. Okay, so this is unrelated but related. <laughs> so. I know who the Kardashians are. I've never watched Ugh, an episode of their either. show, but I, but I, I know you have to know who they I are. I know I know what they what, what they are, but it was like recently um, somebody like Chloe. I think it was Chloe. One of them uh, was on the TV screen, and it was like a totally different fucking person. Yeah, I had no fucking idea mm-hmm. who it was. Like, who is this person? And then they had all these surgeries to change who they are. To look younger. They look much younger. They, they look fine. Look fine before. They look fine after. And that's a choice. If they want to do it, that's fine. But it was just like, that is, there, there becomes a point where it's not healthy. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like are, if you want to get plastic surgery, like, I'm not yes, I'm literally not going to judge. It's fine. There are you, plenty of plastic surgeries that are healthy and normal you do have to also even when you're doing this you have to do it with an understanding of like i'm rotting like what i'm doing is i'm trying to stem off something that is going to fucking happen yeah like i don't care how much botox you inject in yourself or how much silicone you put in yourself at 90 you're gonna look fucking 90 
like in your body's gonna feel 90 it just is like that's just the reality of it and that's a I, I think for a lot of people that's really hard to swallow because all of our advertising is like geared towards young 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 like sure and so everybody's like if you're on TikTok, if you're on facebook you see all these young people you're like oh fuck like and then you have to sort of like at some point you're slammed with this reality of like I'm not getting any fucking younger. No. Not going back to that. Mm-hmm. I told you 45 bothered me a little bit. Sure. I mean, it, it did. It did. Because you think like, oh, my parents were 45. Like, I'm. Like, we thought they were fucking old. Thought they were fucking old. Then you hit 45. Like, like there's part of me that's like, I don't feel old. When they were 45, I was like getting married. I was like 21. But there's times in my life where like, I, look in the, I look in the mirror and I go, this is the face of a middle-aged man. Like, I... Like, I still see my 21-year-old self on my face, but also when I look at it, really look at it, I see a 45-year-old. haggard motherfucker. Oh, man. Just, just, <laughs> just beaten, grizzled as a motherfucker. Just beaten down by life. Just bent over and fucking, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, seriously. Like, I even getting my hair cut at... at uh, at <laughs> haircut roulette. Haircut roulette, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> at <laughs> hacker clips or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like, God, like, it's it's kind of an, I'm not going to say old face, but it's an older face. Like, I don't, like, I don't look old. Like, I actually had a, there was a barista at a Starbucks that I was working, and she was like, how old are you? I was like, fucking what? Yeah. I was like, how old do you think I am? She's like, 33. <laughs> I said, that's a oh no i don't get 45 i said I never 42 get... and she was like holy shit but like still i look in my i look in the mm-hmm. mirror and i'm like i mean i was looking at my hands the other day like they're all they're starting to get wrinkles yeah. like yeah it's just my body is just going to deteriorate it's like fucking part of it man it really is yeah and there, well, I th- I think well then let's deal with the biggie the next one okay i'm of the nature to die there's no way to escape death yeah yeah nobody in this culture wants that no I mean, we live in the most death-denying culture on Earth. Yeah, we do. Some people do. Most people do. Not the West, especially. That's what I said. Most people in the West do. It's a very Western thing. Suicide? No, 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 I said no, no, no. I said denying that death is something that's going to happen. Denying that we're going to die. I mean, and nobody would put it like that, but I, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's what all of it is. All of the advertising is like a subtle idea of like, if I do enough of this, if I buy enough mm-hmm. of this, I can stave off death or something. It's like, well, it's like the doctors are like, oh, maybe one day we'll defeat death. Dude, no, Ferk, you're not going to fucking defeat Did you see what death. Bezos did? No. He's like funding something where they're going to, they're trying to like reverse death. And I'm like, dude, fuck off. Like, yeah, you can't fucking do that. No. I don't remember if it was Kierkegaard. There was some philosopher at one point that was like, if I could... If we could make you live forever, you'd be miserable. If I could make you live forever, if I can't give you some sort of like reason for existence mm-hmm. or some sort of joy, I'm a fucking devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you there. We've talked about this podcast. There is no joy without the understanding of our death. In my opinion, I know that's going to sound prescriptive, but like we've had there, that discussion. There, there has to be there has there has to be in order to truly understand joy. There has to be an opposite to that. Mm-hmm. There's no sweet without the bitter. Like it really makes you understand, and this is why you you like deal with your suffering in Buddhism, and what I would argue is also the best part of the, what the true part of Christianity would be would be to deal with your suffering, to die before you die, mm-hmm. 
so that you can find true joy and true life. Like, because you, when you experience the shit, I mean, it's the only thing that's keeping me going right now is maybe at some point I'm going to have actual joy again. Mm -hmm. I hope. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's just a fucking hope. Like, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we just, we just live in this culture where, I had a moment the other day. It was really weird. Like, and I've, I think, I think about death probably more than I should. Um, <laughs> but I, again, in a lot of days, I would probably tell you, oh, I've dealt, I've dealt with my, in, at my death at some point that I'm going to die. Like, I've dealt with it. Like, I've come to peace with it. I had this weird, it was literally like a, like a two second flash mm-hmm. where I grasped my mortality. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even explain it other than like I felt it. Yeah. And it scared the fucking shit out of yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like this moment of like terror. Yeah. And it was literally like two to three seconds and then gone. And I sat and thought, I thought, what the fuck was that? And it came out of nowhere. Like it absolutely came out of nowhere. And I don't know what to do with it other than it was, what it told me was, oh, I, I have, I'm not at peace with this. No. Yeah. I, I don't. I wonder if you ever really come to peace with it in those yeah, terms. Yeah, I think people do. Probably at the end. I don't know, man. I mean, I think if you would have asked a guy like Thich Nhat Hanh, and when he was 40, he probably Maybe. would have been understood that at some point. I mean, he had death threats on his life from the... He got kicked out of Vietnam because he opposed the war. Yeah. He had death threats and shit. Like, this is a guy that had to confront that early. Yeah. I mean, he was like in his 20s. I mean, he had to confront that shit early. And, you know, his, I mean, they could have just taken him out with a mine mm-hmm. at any point or yeah. what, an assassin or whatever. In fact, a lot of the people in his sangha that he created in Vietnam were killed by North Vietnamese troops. Yeah. When they found out they were against the war, they just killed him. Like, this is a guy that had to deal with that. I think he dealt with it so early enough that he was ready to go whenever. Yeah, that's possible, yeah. And he was just fortunate enough to live till 92 yeah. or whatever he was when he died. Yeah. So I think you can get there, but I like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I thought I had come to that realization. And then I had that moment. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I'm yeah. not okay with this at all. <laughs> so yeah. what's number four? Um, number four. Let me think. Oh, uh, all that is dear to me and everyone I love is of the nature to change. There's no way to escape being separated from them. Yeah. So once again, mortality. Challenge accepted. Temperance or, in, or impermanence. Impermanence. Like, well, especially especially the idea of change, because that's one of the hardest things to deal with. I think it would almost be easier to deal with the death of someone than someone changing in a way that you didn't anticipate. Well, I mean, because it forces you to also change. If we look at if we look at the pub, I mean, there's people who we know whose marriages were like that. Mm-hmm. Like they deconstructed quicker than their spouse, or their spouse didn't at all, and it was created like this massive chasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, divorce rates of people who have deconstructed where their partner did not. Are, yeah, I mean, you them. almost can't stay in that relationship. Yeah. I mean, it takes a shitload. Especially, of work. especially if it's the the male who did not deconstruct. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That ego, male ego ain't taking that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is another thing where it deals with impermanence. It deals with, but it also, it's not just dealing with like your loved ones, like all that is dear to me, mm-hmm. our, our house, our cars, our pets, our, mm-hmm. all of it, our jobs, mm-hmm. our, all of this stuff is, is 
temporary. Mm-hmm. All of it. It could end tomorrow. Right? And so also our loved ones mm-hmm. could could go away tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we have to deal with that reality. But like, what's so difficult is how do you deal with that reality before it hits? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think like, you can. Which is why I think that it's unfair to say that it's a necessary thing to find joy. Because I, I don't think you, it, it's, it, that can't be simulated. There's no simulation for that. No, there's not. I think you're right. But you got to go through it. Not until you actually feel that can you know what it feels like. I mean, I almost wonder if like it's, it's a matter of like doing something like reciting this every day. So that when those situations arise, you can go, you can go back to your memory and go, yeah, it's impermanent. Like it doesn't make it, it doesn't make I, it, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make it less. I don't think there's any preparation. It doesn't for, make for it death. less hurtful. Yeah. But if you've, if you've ingrained in yourself the idea that everything is impermanent, if you've really, if you've really experienced that and you, you've come to terms with that, that when they die, it doesn't mean you don't cry. It doesn't mean don't, you don't I, grieve. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't I don't think mean... it's a goal that you want, though, because I don't, I don't think you want to hear that a loved one died and just be like, okay, I, pract- I practice this. This is, I'm ready for this. It's okay. No, that's not what like, I'm saying yeah, at yeah, all. But, that's, but, that's not what I'm saying. I don't saying. think anyone's saying it's okay. No, yeah. nobody's saying it's okay, but like, it, I think that helps you in your grief. Like, the, it helps you come to terms in your grief of going, I've been prepared for the fact that this was a, a, a but not only a possibility, a eventuality. Yeah. Right. Like, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't make it any easier per se. Like, I mean, I know I, I, uh, I listened to the plum village podcast. The way out is in, if you don't listen to that, it's fucking great. The guy that's, it's a British guy that hosts it. And then the Abbot of plum village, which is the community in France that Thich Nhat Han started. Well, this guy's the Abbot. Thich Nhat Hanh named him the abbot before he went back to Vietnam. Anyway, so they do this podcast, and he was talking about the death of Thai. They call him Thai, which means teacher in Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about how they knew they knew it was coming. They knew he was going to die. They knew he wasn't going to be there forever. But like, you are confronted with the finality of it when it happens. Yeah. And he talks about they, the tears they cried, like. Yeah, the the way that they they're in mourning, they're in grief. But if you listen to him talk, it's interesting. There's like a there's a there's still a joy there of going like you're you're not focusing on what you lost. You're focusing on the joy that you had with those people. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it does. you're able to you, when you realize that they're not. I think it's the same thing with us that when you like individually that when you realize you're going to die at some point. The point of coming to terms with that is to live every day like it's your last. I mean, that's as cliche as that is to live every day of going, I'm going to enjoy this day today, like, because who knows what happens tomorrow. So let's live in the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, and it's the same thing. What's the same thing with your loved ones then? Like I was, I was prepared. I was prepared for grandma and grandpa's death. Sure. They were in their nineties. They were old. Their health was failing. We went over to grandma. And I still bawled at their funeral. And I still bawled at the funeral. But I'd also accepted that this was this was the natural course of life for them. They they lived incredible lives. They did incredible things. They traveled the world. They traveled the country. They saw amazing things. They lived their life to the fullest. And it was just time. And so 
uh, maybe it's one of those situations where it's easier to come to terms with someone who is that age who's until they're unless they're forty, unless they're yeah, unless it's your infant daughter or your twenty-year-old sure. son who's yeah, it's fucking rough, killed in a car accident. Or nobody's prepared for any of that. But I think there is. Where is she, Gwen? Oh my god, what is your problem? she knocked it under the fucking couch. Oh my <laughs> god. god, damn it! Anyway, I think there's a there's there's something to. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. That there, I mean, there is impermanent. And it's easy, like I said, it's easier when you think of like your grandparents who lived to a, a pretty good age. Yeah. Lived an incredibly full life. Mm. And you go, yeah, you know they're going to die at some point. You come to terms with that. Doesn't make it less sad. Yeah. But it, it helps with your grief to know that, yeah, they, they lived incredible lives. They, they experienced so much. Yeah. When, and when it's a. When it's someone who shouldn't have died or who dies suddenly, who you there was it was unexpected. I think the time frame it takes to come to terms with that's is is a lot longer. But I, I think do, you can still come to terms with. I think there's a balance there, though. I th- I think I think you can become so infatuated with death that it becomes a problem too. In like what I, way? I, obsessing about your own death is is a is a really bad thing. That's oh, sure. not great. Um, you know intrusive thoughts sure. you know not great i think i think there's got to be a balance so so i have experienced a lot of loss all my grandparents died and mm-hmm. and they died early in my life i um a girl that i that i sang with several times at church just duets with her mm-hmm. uh, and who happened to be sarah's roommate in college she died really young mm-hmm. um you know my cousin died super young motorcycle accident mm-hmm. um i've experienced a lot of loss. So I, I, I think there can, there's a line where you become so obsessed with it that it's not healthy. But I don't think that's what the, I don't think that's what's being, I know, about but, but I, I feel like this needs to be said though. I feel like there, like if you're leaning into the death for the sake of becoming enlightened, be very fucking careful. I don't think it's even that. I think what it means, what they're but, talking but you, about. But you need to say it. We need to say that because it's really fucking important that we we can't just say you have to face your own death. Some people shouldn't fucking face their own death right now. They're not in the 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 mind space to do that in a healthy manner with the guidance of a professional. Like, like it can be really fucking, really fucking damage, damaging. I mean, look at our friend fucking Steve Austin, man. Like. I don't think that was him obsessing with his own death. I think that was just that's just mental illness. Yeah, but that's not sure. that's not the same as what what no, this I mean, is well, talking I, about. I, I know, but I feel like we need to when, when we idolize focusing on death in terms of coming to terms with death, it can be really fucking dangerous, and we need to be what I'm saying. But what I'm it. saying is not that. What I'm saying, I know, is I know what you're to, saying. I'm also saying that needs to be included in the discussion, so we don't just be glib about it. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to be glib about it. like what I'm saying is that when you come to terms with impermanence, the idea is not to obsess about death. It's to when you come to terms with it, then you live every day going it's a fucking gift. That's one response. So another it's response a fucking is it's gift. all fucking meaningless. Sure. I mean, you can go that route, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean and that's why I think there but is But I think a if you're going if I think if you're talking about if you're focusing on impermanence, I don't think you come to the conclusion of everything is meaningless. I think you come to the conclusion I think you of you can though you can, uh, you can go there. but you're, then you're not. I don't think you would be focusing on it. Mean that nothing lasts. I would think nothing that, is but forever. I think, 
Yeah, but I'm not talking about in terms of. I think if you're talking about impermanence the way the Buddhists would talk about impermanence, you're not talking about. I'm talking about impermanence the way that we talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I think there needs that 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 shit needs to be said that these are are murky fucking waters that we're talking about. And you got to be really fucking careful, especially in the way that that um, mental health is a fucking crisis in this nation. We have to be really careful to say the only way for you to experience true joy is to come to terms with your own death. Fuck that, man. Fuck it. Because, my God, if I can't experience joy without death, what's the fucking point? I don't know. We have the same discussion every time. I mean, we have this discussion I, I, all the time. And it's not going like, to, to Tio's point, absurdism versus nihilism. Those are the, the two responses to that, absurdism and nihil, nihilism. And I, I land on the absurdist side. So do I. But at the same time, I can see that the, the despair in a lot of people who struggle with um, mental health. And, and there is a nothing matters get me the fuck out of here mindset it's interesting i'm reading a book i'm reading a um man of the search man on the search for me what the fuck is the book called victor frankel um uh what the f- ash Glenn, i don't recommend almost dying by the way not fun yeah uh can i ask though did it help him i'm, I'm curious uh, man's search for meaning. I'm curious, Ash, if what that did to your thinking about death. I'm cu- like I'm literally curious because I haven't had a near death experience like that. He um, does have a, a comment earlier on. This is I faced my own death. Told, uh, been told to say goodbye and accept the inevitable. Uh, coming out the other side was the hard part, though. Yeah. So. Uh, by the recommendation of my therapist, I'm reading Man's uh, Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was brought up by Scott Erickson. It was really weird. We interviewed him. Yeah. He vit- mentioned Viktor Frankl. Yeah. And I'd heard of Viktor Frankl. I'd never read any of his stuff. He was a psychologist from Austria. Um, and Scott mentioned him. And then literally the next day, I had therapy, and she mentioned this book by Viktor Frankl. I was like, what the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> So I bought it and I've been reading it. Um, Man's Search for Meaning. He was in Auschwitz. Yeah. A prisoner in Auschwitz. Hmm. Like for two, two years, two or three years he lived. Like, and the book has fucked me up because he's talked about how everything is a choice. He was like, the people that didn't make it in the camps are the ones that literally like saw no future. When they lost hope of the future, they were fucked. Like, and he was talking about how what he realized was at some point he realized I can't, it's a choice for them to take away my humanity. Yeah. That's the one thing they literally can't touch unless I fucking let them take it. Yeah. It's a choice. Joy is a choice. Like, and I, I would be easy to go bullshit. This guy was living in fucking like, I mean, this guy was in the like hell, literal hell. Mm hmm. And he gets he gets through this, and he he says he gets through this because he realizes that meaning was found even in that. Yeah, he was able to find meaning in in life because he said he realized like life like life wasn't finished with me is how he put it. Mm-hmm. He's like the guys that died were the ones that realized 
I'm finished with life. But what he was like, no, but like life may not be finished with you. Yeah. Right. So like you have this, it, once you gave up on the future, you were done. The, the possibility that you were ever going to get out when you lost that your humanity was gone. And those are the guys that literally just gave up and died. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That has completely fucked my thinking the last couple of weeks as I've been reading that book is because dealing with, I'm dealing with, I'm not dealing with anything like living in a fucking concentration camp. Yeah. And there's been but a couple, doesn't, doesn't invalidate your experience. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. but it has given me a lot of perspective to go, and this guy was able to like, and he, he talks about like, it was still sucked essentially. Like none of it was fun, mm-hmm. but like he was able to get through it and to survive because he, like he found meaning even in that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if, if he can find meaning in that, when you're confronted with death on a daily, not even daily, like a minute by minute basis in a concentration camp, not knowing if, the next second you piss off a guard and you're heading to the gas chamber mm-hmm. or you're just going to get a bullet and shoved into a fucking mm-hmm. like trench. Mm-hmm. He was able to find meaning in that and still maintain some sort of sense of joy. And it's like, I mean, that's, that's a guy. I don't think you can do that in that respect without being, without confronting the fact. I mean, he talks about it. You had to live daily and hourly with the fact that, you could die but you had to while in that mindset you also had to in order to survive go but i can still live Mm -hmm. i can still have life after this yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean that is that's yeah yeah i don't know what to do with that like that's that's i mean it's it's kind it seems insane unless he actually did it (laughs) Yeah. yeah right and he know he he gave examples of other guys that did and didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he would talk about guys that literally were just like they would they just stopped eating. They were just like fuck it, mm-hmm. yeah, and they just died. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I can remember when my um, cousin passed away in the motorcycle accident, and um, it was before cell phones were really. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, I have a drink of that. There's nothing in there, buddy. Do you want some I water? Have literally nothing. Sorry. Um, it was before cell phones were a thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my my and a different cousin's girlfriend was on on site shortly after, and got word to my aunt. So. It was on this on this road to 252, which there's no other way through 252 than through this stretch, and it's just fucking S curves. It's yeah. drove it today, as a matter of fact. So yeah, so <laughs> um, my so they called my cousin who was on the other side of uh, um, the accident, and um, they called my mom because we were on the opposite side of the accident, and we were um, we live and his parents live. On on this side, yeah. on the parents on the side that we live of two fifty two. So it was like they got that the call to 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 my aunt and then called my my mom, and we were trying to get a hold of his parents, and going and 
we we went to their house. Like my mom and I drove to their house to basically tell them that their 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 son had died, um, or that was about to die, but he was he was dead. Um, and just that feeling, that sorrow, and um, going through their house and knocking on their door because they're they they for whatever reason they they weren't answering the phone, and they actually ended up not even being there. They were somewhere else. I don't even know where they were, but we stayed that we, we stayed there and were there that whole night and just seeing his friends trickle in to, and everyone just came to his house, to his parents' house. And there must've been 50 people in the house that, and just everyone coming in and crying. And like, I can remember the setting sun. I remember what it looks like. I remember what I was thinking. Uh, and then I, I think about, the, the, my dad had a surgery and it was really, it was really botched. My brother was in Germany. We told him to, to get home because my dad was basically being kept alive through machinery. Um, his, if you've ever seen anybody on like, yeah, like the, their, his breathing was mm-hmm. mechanical mm-hmm. is the best way I can say it. Uh, it was the it. only yeah. way he was, it was breathing was through that and sleeping in the, the ICU, um, and, and, and there's a waiting room, but there's also a waiting room inside the waiting room. And they would take families into the waiting room inside the waiting room to basically tell them that their their loved one had died. And seeing family after family go through that and knowing that, that my dad's time was was coming. Um, and, and my brother got home from Germany somehow within the course of a couple of days. And my dad was still like just just out um he actually they 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 put more blood into his body than than his body can hold so <laughs> he'd lost that much that much blood wow yeah <clears throat> he like so all the, all the blood that was in his body was gone and there was they had pumped so many units of blood into the stopped the bleeding blood bleeding but i fucking know that feeling mm-hmm. i know I know that pain, that loss, that grief, that death, that in- inevitable thing that's coming. So, so whenever I say that, you know, you don't have to go through that to experience joy. I don't think you do, man. I, all, all that to say is that is fucking painful. And yeah, yes, it is. Yes, I remember the sunset. I remember the beauty of that evening and how hor- horrific it was. And, and and how painful it was, and I remember my cousin's funeral and just bawling my fucking eyes out. Um, I know loss, and I wouldn't want that for, for no. It it to your point, yes. You know, colors are more brilliant. Everything's more brilliant, yes. But at the same time, man. But not automatically. I would say like it's a choice. Yeah, but I mean, I. <laughs> But, but, it's but, a but, difficult but, choice, but it's still all a choice. I, to say, I don't. I don't know how prepared I was for that. You know, I, I wasn't prepared for no. either one of those. You know, my, my mom, she had several surgeries. She had cancer in, in a couple different spots, um, and not knowing if she was going to, especially after my dad had been through that that botched surgery, not knowing if she was going to come out. Like, it's it's absolutely fucking heart wrenching and and terrifying. Um, I, I, I think just, I. I, I 
I, I, I know, don't think you can be fucking prepared for that. I know what you're saying. I don't saying. think there's any amount of preparing no. that's going to be like, oh, but unless you believe in, oh, they're going to go in a, in a, they're in a better sure. place now. Sure. Which I heard a lot of that of bullshit birth of, during both of those of times. Of course. There's no, um, I wouldn't trade anything to prevent me from feeling those feelings. I think let me restate what I'm trying to say, because I think you're misunderstanding a little bit. I'm not saying you don't feel grief. I'm not saying it doesn't suck when people nearest die. In some ways, no, you can't be prepared for that in like I don't think you wake up every day and you go. I don't I don't think it would be healthy. I don't think any Buddhist would tell you, yeah, you wake up every day and you go, well, I could die today. My loved ones could die today. That's not the point. The point is you live in the moment. Yeah, like to live to. To understand impermanence is to actually just live present right here and right now. So that what you're doing is you're enjoying the moment, whatever the moment is bringing you. Yeah. You're there. And it doesn't mean that when shit happens, you don't grieve, you don't cry, you don't get angry. It doesn't mean any of that. What it does mean is you still remain present in those times, yeah. in those moments. T.O. has a great point. There's a little bit of everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face sure. vibe to this. Yeah. And, and, of course. And, and I wouldn't want people to not feel those feelings when they have that despair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to be muted. I wouldn't want it to be, um, I, I needed it. It was part of the, the, the process of, of processing what was going on, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's an obsession about death. I don't think that's the point. The point is to live right now here and now in this moment. That's that is if you're able to do that, then yeah. you have come to terms with it, your death. If you realize there are no moments other than this moment, then every moment is a precious moment. Yes, yeah. That's 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 like what the, I'm saying. Like the little statuettes, yeah, you know, yeah. like the museum yeah. your mom used to go yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Mom had a million of those. Yeah. So I I I think I think it's a little bit of the same side of the coin. Like it, it is about how you handle that situation and, and whether or not closed fist or open hand, sure. you know, but even open hand, you're going to grieve and you're going to cry and you're yeah. going to be upset. Absolutely. And like, and, and nobody a, wants to be numb to this. No, shit. you shouldn't be yeah. numb. Nobody like, I mean, there's no Buddha in any Buddhist, no Buddhist would go. You should definitely remain numb when you're, when somebody close yeah. to you. Die. No yeah. fucking way. Like you're in that moment and you're feeling that grief and in all of its fullness yeah. and you acknowledge it because until you acknowledge it, sit with it, deal with it, you can't let it go Mm-mm. ever. Like, and that's where so many people go wrong with grief. They either deny it or they get it in addictions or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. It's all of these denials of like yeah. the pain. Instead of just sitting with the pain in the moment, going, "I'm hurting," yeah, and this, I feel all of this. This sucks. Yeah, only then can you deal with it and and let it pass through yeah. you. Yeah, in a way, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and all those things are just they they can be so formative in in mental health. You know, it really can, and and whether or not uh, you you plan for it, how, how like. I just don't want to tell people how to grieve, man. That, and I'm not no, doing that. I don't think we're, no, we're not doing that. I'm definitely not doing that. Like, if that's what you're hearing, that's definitely not well, what I, I'm saying. Well, I, I just, I just think, like, I, I, just, I just don't think it's a good idea to be prescriptive. <laughs> not, nobody, so, literally, so, nobody's being prescriptive on this okay. at all. Oh. If you're getting that, you're totally missing what people are saying here. I'm just saying, being in the <laughs> being in the moment, dude, and being in the moment requires grief. 
Because if, if the moment calls for grief, you grieve. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> Is there, are there more remembrances? Yeah, there's a fifth one. Holy fuck. It's almost it's 10 o'clock. Well, let's, let's hit the fifth one. Come on. Let's it's it's uh, my actions are my only true belongings. You can't. I can't be. I can't. You cannot separate yourself from the consequences of your actions. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, that's one of the things I what, whatever you do hasn't has a that's consequence one of the things I like about Buddhism is there's a lot of personal responsibility. You have to take you have to take responsibility for your own shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in Christianity, it was never that. Oh, the devil made me do it. No, fuck you. It was you did it. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to come to terms with that. Your actions are what matter. Yep. Yeah. Not the words that you say. Not I believe I say what I believe. No, it's your actions. That's it. Yep. hundred percent. Actions. You'll know a tree words. by its fruit. That's yeah. Jesus's way of saying this. Yep. Nope. So the right theology won't help you if you're a shitty person. No. Well, and if you if you're a shitty person, you don't have the right theology. You live out your beliefs. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you actually believe because yeah. we're looking. Everybody knows. That's why nobody wants anything to do with the church anymore. It's yeah. not your beliefs, it's your fucking well, it actually is your beliefs. It's not the beliefs that you say. It's what you actually believe that's the problem. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm on the Plum Village website. So the last one we talked about for, forever. All that's dear to me and everyone I love are the nature of change. Nature to change. There's no way to escape being separated from them. Yeah. And it continues. It says, life can be full of unexpected events, earthquakes, tsunami. People we live with can die the next day. Do we take the time to recognize the preciousness of our relationships? It's just in the moment. That's it's it. Literally That's just, what I'm saying. What What matters is the the preciousness of the relationship we have with that person that can change or that can die. That because can, I think it's so easy to get complacent with family, yeah. with friends, with yeah. and you, like there is a moment where you have to go. I need to cherish this. I should. Mm -hmm. I should be cherishing this in the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. Because this could be the last time I see either of you fuckers. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's what it means. Yeah. Present. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, feedback, or are we going to go to hashtags? Oh, I didn't even look at Twitter, so who I don't cares? know. Give me half a second here. Sorry. Let me. How is we'll it we'll this soccer. late right now? I don't know. Jesus. We didn't have fucking anything going into this, and. We always come out with something. I know. Ash Glenn says, Is that why so many Calvinists are assholes? Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, we do have a five star. All right. Ah, oh, goddamn. I gotta get looking up on my phone. Why? It's because the, the whatever their fucking shitty website or podcast app is on here doesn't like show the whole review. Hey, I got some feedback on Twitter. Yeah, let's All do right. it, buddy. Uh, your mom's lover at Reuben Hood. Whoops. Uh, the only reason I still use that shitty app is to sometimes come with your hashtags. God damn it. But I love you guys. Hashtag. Thanks. Shitty iron man. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me find the reviews here. Where are the reviews? God fucking apples. Oh, here's another is. one. Okay. Oh, near nearsighted nihilist at joy to the void. Joy to the void. Uh, the Lord A beautiful come. spring break day means cruising down the road, vibing with the windows down, listening to Pastor's Podcast. On the way to do a wine tasting at 1 p.m., hashtag beautiful life, hashtag in the moment, hashtag the, 
the C. Oh, the these are a few of my favorite things. Right. The C. The C. Well, it was okay. <laughs> Boy, it went a little cross-eyed there for a minute. Okay. Are you done? Uh, sure. Five star. Despite what is said, this really is a fantastic podcast from <laughs> Brett's burner account. <laughs> Sacred, I, am, I made him do this. Yeah. One. <laughs> Sacred, profane, and exactly perfect for broken people. I truly love these guys in the space they've created. And I solemnly swear this review is written by my own free will and under no peer pressure from the whalest mouth to ever wail. <laughs> God, that is fucking great. Episode what, two? I don't know. I don't man. know. That was early. I digress. The sentiment is the same, though. Uh, <laughs> quote, fantastic, unhinged, chaotic, kinky, outlandish, funny, formative, unquote. Gary Busey, probably. <laughs> no, Seriously, though. Gaddy these guys, Busey. I'm going I'm to rail, rail on Busey. misspelled Gary. Gaddy Busey. Uh, seriously though, auto crack on your phone, <laughs> these guys are great. Anyway, thanks, Brett. Gaddy Busey. Yeah. <coughs> All right, oh, hashtag it. All right. What? Jesus. Well, we paid closer. <laughs> God, your fucking dog, man. I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to yell at you. I'm so sorry. Hashtag. He looks like what Biff would look like. <laughs> hashtag. Simon Cowell is still behind the curtain. Hashtag just heard your vinegar strokes. Hashtag snowballs made of cum. Oh, man. Hashtag lot of egg play. Hashtag portion of D's nuts. Hashtag Michael the redneck mediator. Uh, hashtag did you have dare at homeschool? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Nancy Reagan was a machine. Hashtag suck one for the gipper. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag musket of water guns. <laughs> Hashtag insurance salesman in Dubuque. <laughs> Hashtag Beavis McPherson. <laughs> Snowballs made of cum. That chick from Teen Wolf. <laughs> Boof. Boof. <laughs> uh, Hashtag take it easy, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a lower jaw cancer joke. Yeah, right. Really, yeah, it's gonna be really funny in five years when uh, I have it, Brad. <laughs> hashtag egg play. Hashtag aggressive type. Don't have any idea. Hashtag redneck. No, you misspelled that. It was aggressive top. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I take it you've got that one. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag redneck mediator. Uh, hashtag not even her puss. I don't even remember. You said it, but I don't even remember what it was about. Uh, oh, uh, the people that shove shit in their bodies. And so she shoved a tumbler for her youth that wasn't even in her puss. God. And then hashtag suck one for the giver. God, that's the winner, man. I'm just writing it down <laughs> it now. Really right. has I don't care be. what you've got, Michael. It's, I've got, yeah. Re remember the what? Um, <laughs> Dick Dinger. Uh, aggressive top. Come, they told me. <laughs> Rooting around like a fucking squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Not even her puss. <laughs> Certified Nancy expert. She was a machine. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, with a couple of pirates. I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Arr, arr. Oh, it was Jimmy Buffett. He was having a threesome with a couple of pirates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waste it away again and hurry. 
Oh, man. All right. What are we doing? Suck, suck one, one for, for the, the Gipper. Gipper. Not come, they told me. No. Nope. Oh, it's going to suck one for the Gipper. That's an all-time classic. That's what that feels like. That's an all-time classic. That feels right. pretty good. Yeah. If you've listened to this in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag suck one for the Gipper. Gipper? You walking Gipper. him home or? I love sausage. Yeah, how you doing over there, buddy? Dude, look at you. can't even see his Just fucking eyeballs. Yeah, he you, doesn't my, my have allergies are acting up. Uh, yeah, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's why my eyes are red, too. this fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look at the big brain on, on bread. bread. No. Mm-hmm. No. Shove it up your butt. No. Look what you did, you little shark. Michael. What? What are you doing? <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally doesn't have eyeballs nah. right now. <laughs> what are you looking at, butthead? Oh, why did they use that one earlier? Last night sounded like a window closing on a Tonkinese cat's tail. Why the <laughs> fuck didn't I use that earlier? What are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Fucking hell. I know, man. I make this look good. Uh, God, I'm such a cat person. There's a Will Smith <laughs> one for you. Live event, April 9th, guys. Good. Nobody's going to be there. It's be no, there are. Us and a couple of tumbleweeds. T.O. <laughs> T.O.'s coming. And Lynn. Oh, so it'll be Lynn, T.O., us, and some tumbleweeds. All right. Nobody, no one else is going to be there. Yeah, so probably not. They'll get all the giveaways. That's right. All right. Yeah. All right bye, everybody. <laughs>